0: Welcome to Every Album Ever with Mike and Alex. My name is Michael Mansour. I'm joined, as always, by my lovely, wonderful, not sick at all, co-host, Alexander Voltz. Say hello.
1: Just sleep deprived over here. Just sleep deprived. Just sleep deprived.
0: So before we jump into anything at all, I already forgot what I was going to say. <laughs>
1: Were you going to do the plugs? Were you going to talk uh, about uh, the, uh, well, the state you're in?
0: It's okay, so I, first of all, I feel like shit, but, but first, before anything, good God, uh, thank you for listening and watching. Uh, this is a little different. We mentioned last episode, which was a Christmas episode. Uh, usually, this is the podcast where we listen to every single album ever, uh, specifically by uh, a different artist per episode, except this is a little special, a little bonus episode is a 2019 wrap up uh, because we're a music podcast and I feel like it's kind of necessary to prove that... We, we still listen to music that's being created now.
1: Yes, very important. We're still, we're still hip. We're still hip. Yeah. We're not old. Well, we'll see. We'll be all right.
0: But <laughs> another uh, little side note uh, inside baseball is uh, we record these pr- like a month in advance. This is the first episode that is being recorded like a day before it's supposed to be aired.
1: Hot off the presses oh. straight to your ears. Yeah. Uh,
0: so, Alex, why did we wait until December 29th to record our 2019 wrap up?
1: Well, I know sometimes artists drop surprise albums in December. Uh, it happened with D'Angelo. Mm-hmm. And uh, looking at our list, I don't think we have any albums that go past the month of November. No, I Maybe. No, I think one. Maybe one, but uh, it, we we could have recorded this, but uh, this is because I, you know, you never know. You, you never, never know. know. You never so. know.
0: Watch One Drop fucking tomorrow. Tomorrow. Uh, and yeah. if they do, then fuck them. Fuck them. But uh, this also means I got to edit the video and audio of this really quickly and then uh, upload all of that, which is not ideal, but it, it'll be all right. It'll be all right. Yeah. But the reason why I'm complaining about that is because I... You, I feel like fucking ass right now. Uh, so because we record all these episodes in advance uh, next week's episode and then next week's episode, you'll hear us talk about how we're sick because we were sick. And right now is after those episodes. Uh, yeah. Like I did, Like I just said, I somehow managed to get re-sick after that. I don't know how that why or how, but I'm exhausted. You, you get a flu shot this season. I
1: Never get a flu shot. That's where you... Uh, <laughs> Ever. No, you know. Uh,
0: people don't die from the flu anymore, right?
1: I think they still do. Oh, fuck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, if I die mid-podcast, it will have been worth it, I guess. Ugh. Yeah. So, because this is a 2019 wrap-up, we're going to do... We're not going to do like a top 10 or top whatever. We're not going to rank them. I don't like rankings uh because... I don't know how you feel about this, Alex, but I've... I've never really liked rankings because I enjoy different things for different reasons, and uh, I don't want to say this album is better than that one because I probably like them both for completely, completely separate reasons. They affect me differently. I like. I think music has a very wide array of emotions attached to it.
1: I think that's fair. Also, I mean, I feel like lists piss people off, so. I mean,
0: I feel like we're pretty good at pissing people off. Regardless, we've uh, got yeah, a lot of true. hate recently.
1: <laughs> so yeah, taking taking the number off it makes it a little less inf- like it's not law. We're just two guys with opinions who enjoy music. But and and uh, I feel I feel bad with this list. I don't feel like it's as comprehensive as it could have been no list is i don't think yeah unless you're really good at your job (laughs) which i'm not or i personally made the mistake of thinking i would have an intention span on an airplane which i don't i learned that about myself so uh if i'm ever on a plane again i'm just gonna be like i can't i can't work on the podcast because i'm a fucking child
0: yeah i mean also you're in a box with a bunch of strangers in the sky yeah, I just, so, uh, it, it, yeah, I can't imagine that's a, a. I have no idea. I don't ride planes, man. I don't know yeah, what, what I'm talking about. I, I should shut up.
1: I, I should. don't know what it does to my mind frame. It just kind of messes with me. But
0: we did our best. We listened to a
1: lot of albums. I especially listened to a lot of albums. For
0: sure, you did. I only did like, uh, twenty something twenty something uh, and there were, most of them are artists that I never heard of, uh, no knowledge of what. Like, I would put on an album, have no idea what they what kind of genre they were
1: yeah a lot of new artists this year um i kind of made made a list of like themes i felt like went through albums that i liked this year mm-hmm. uh one of them was things got weird things got weird things always usually get weird
0: i heard, heard a lot of genre bending or blending rather
1: I put uh, women, this dominated music. Oh, yeah, music, for sure. 2019. For sure. It's yours, ladies. Take a bow.
2: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Um, I felt like heavy music kind of ties in to going weird. A little bit. Like it re- <clears throat> To me, it felt more like heavy music feels as expansive as it's ever been, as creative as it's ever been. It's doing things that I've always wanted to hear more. Yes. Often, I believe uh i felt like it was kind of an off year for hip-hop but that's all right there's still some some hip-hop in here that we got i got some here not anything that made me feel like fuck right yeah um and then i felt like a lot of minimalism too yeah for sure Definitely. So, I don't know if those are trends in music or this music that I was attracted to, but I kind of felt those themes. I did
0: notice those too, and like I said, I went in completely random with whenever someone... Whenever I would see something that had come out this year, like, oh, I guess I gotta listen to that. Uh, And it didn't always work out. I I don't think I hated very much that I heard. I at least liked like 99% of it. At least liked it.
1: Yeah, I don't think I disliked any albums. The reason... I feel like I have honorable mentions is things didn't make the cut or I I didn't have the time to write about them. So so I encourage our listeners when we get to that portion, like please check out these honorable mentions because I don't think they're lesser albums. It's just, I'm, I'm only one person. I can't for
0: sure. Uh, So the format that we're going for this episode, uh, usually it's, you know, album by album chronologically. This one, we are going to start out <clears throat> with our honorable mentions, all the ones that we probably liked, but just didn't get to spend enough time on. I know that's that's what you just said, and that's kind of the case for me, too. And then we're going to go into Alex and I's personal album of the year. We got one album of the year, one that stood out amongst the rest, uh, one that uh, I know we say we don't like saying things are better, but there's always one that, 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 you know, drives it on a little bit more than the rest, and that's the one... Uh, well, I mean it's a huge spoiler if you're looking at the video. I'm wearing the fucking shirt of the album of the year. Whatever. If for audio listeners, it's probably a little bit more of a mystery. Who cares? Anyway, so we're gonna go with our album, albums of the year. Then after that, we're gonna go chronologically uh the ones that we felt were the best.
1: Well, we're gonna do <clears throat> honorable mentions after uh, No, before Oh, sorry, yeah. my bad. Yeah, my so, bad. I'm a mess. All good, all good. Before.
0: Uh so after yeah, then we're gonna go chronologically, uh, the ones that we have are wait, how many do you have for
1: your best? My best. I think overall we're at like 20 total combined. Yeah,
0: I got nine best albums, 10, including my album of the year. I try to keep it even. I think
1: we're at, at like 10 a piece then.
0: Something like that. And then after we do our best albums, uh, we're going to talk about our most standout moments from our actual podcast. So uh, our biggest pleasant surprise from the the music that we listen to for the show. And then our worst of the worst albums, our worst, our, the hardest thing mm-hmm. we had to go through On this podcast, I think it's going to be a fun episode. It's like, you know what? Actually laying it out like that. It sounds fun. I'm excited. I hope this episode is six hours long.
1: It probably will be.
0: Probably. If I don't die beforehand because I'm getting a little sweaty. (laughs) All right. So. I skipped all the plugs because it doesn't fucking matter. If you like us, you've listened to it this far. You know that if you want to suggest an artist or if you hate us, which a lot of people already do, uh, or you like us, send all that feedback to every album ever at gmail.com. Of course, like it, subscribe, share, sharing is the most important thing. If you do like us, because, uh, you know, I guess that's how things get spread or grow or whatever. Uh, and of course, be sure to check out the Spotify playlist that we've curated uh, full of songs from uh, 20 for this episode. It'll be our you know favorite songs of 2019, uh, but we also have playlists associated with every single episode. So go back in the archives, check that all out. There'll be a uh, man. I'm already getting tired of talking links at everyalbumever.com as well as in the description of wherever you're watching or listening. So all that. Okay. Let's jump into it.
1: Honorable mentions. You want to go first? I don't. Okay. Yeah. I'll give you a break because I've got quite the list here. Please, please. So these are my honorable mentions. As I said, some of them, this didn't make the cut, but I think they're worth your time anyways. And then some of them, I just didn't have time to uh, elaborate on. So let me hit you with some things you don't know that your boy listens to. Let me hit you with Lizzo. Truth hurts.
0: Oh, oh, hold on. Oh.
1: What? <laughs> I think it's a great album. Like,
2: all right, all right.
1: I wasn't expecting to talk Hope about it. A fella right there, but yeah, I think she has a good voice, right. and uh, right. yeah, uh, let me hit you with some Billy uh, Eilish, 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 Billy Eilish. When we all fall asleep, where do we go? Uh, again, I think she's the right kind of weird. There's a lot of hate towards her, but I,
0: who doesn't have hate if you're popular?
1: You know. For a pop musician, I think she's really cool. I think people can be listening to worse things. I think she's a positive in the pop world. Fair enough. Uh, Jenny Havel, The Practice of Love. Great album. Ari Lennox, Shea Butter Baby. I think that may be my favorite album title. That's not bad. (laughs) Personal favorite of mine. He puts out like 12 albums a year, so... I just can't. Uh Cool Keith, computer technology. Cool Keith, nice. Absolute crazy person. Yep. Yep. Baby metal. Metal Galaxy. Baby Metal. Jesus didn't Christ. make the cut. I love me some baby metal. Quite the show. This didn't make the cut. Uh Slipknot. We are not your kind. Again, probably weren't expecting that from me. Uh get a lot of hate. I think it's a real solid metal album. Uh Epic Beard Men. This album title is how I feel about this podcast. It's called This Was Supposed to Be Fun. <laughs> I agree. I and, agree. Uh, Epic Beardman is a project from uh, Sage Francis, a little underground rapper that uh, got me into like underground hip-hop, so I'm glad he's still going. Uh, Chelsea Wolf, Birth of Violence. Uh, not exactly. She slows it down. Not as heavy as her previous albums. I think it's mostly acoustics. Still good torch admission torch is kind of like motorhead or slayer
0: I, I feel so embarrassed i didn't even know they released an album this year that's how fucking behind i was
1: they're this real good at what they do and they don't need to change it uh opeth Incato venom uh venom? that is uh Venom. Venom i don't whatever. even we're going with Venom. <laughs> fucking whatever <laughs> opeth always evolving always changing pissing off the fans i think it's great keep doing what you're doing Big Thief put out two albums this year. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Ufof and Two Hands. Uh, Freddie Gibbs and Madlib Bandana Pinata. One of my favorite albums ever. Bandana. just didn't have the same same charm mm. as the previous one, but Madlib, one of the best ever. <clears throat> Mintfield, Mentress, Esperes. Nice little EP. Adrian Young presents Jack Waterson. Adrian Young. Again, one of the greatest producers working. He did the soundtrack to Luke Cage with Ali Muhammad from Tribe Called Quest. Mm. Listen to the Tribe Called Quest episode. Uh,
0: uh, that's coming
1: up. Coming up. Coming up. Sorry. Uh, and yeah, he did albums with Ghostface. Adrian Young is just brilliant. And then uh, Slow Tie. Nothing great about Britain. Just a UK uh, rapper. So if you like the the Dizzy Rascals, the Real harsh British accent rapping. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> I know I do. Slow tie is, and it's spelled T H A I. Oh, all right. Like the people. Yes. All right. So great. Yeah. That's a great album that I just didn't have time to. Mm-hmm.
0: That is quite an honorable mention. I'm going to tell you right now, mine is a lot smaller. Yeah. Well, you, a lot needed, smaller. you
1: needed a break from talking. I so. did. Thank
0: you. Uh, so, my honorable mentions are ones that I, I I enjoyed, but I didn't feel compelled to keep going back to them. Uh, like I said, pretty much nothing that I listened to I, I disliked. So, uh, uh, and this is no particular order because I might I just listed them in in the order in which I heard them. Atmosphere, whenever uh, that came out, that came out pretty recent. That came out like a few days ago. When did that come
1: out? Well, you you let me know that he had the new album. Yeah, that
0: I got reminded of that like December twentieth or something. I don't. I don't uh, I haven't been on the Atmosphere Train in a few albums because I just kind of they all blended into me. I, I miss the the classic his classic style where he was faster, he was meaner, he was madder. Uh, but I did love uh, the, the Family Sign in 2011. I think it's The Family Sign.
1: Mm, the one with the that.
0: baby hand on the cover.
1: I fucking love that album. I need to check that out because, yeah, it's been been a while since yeah. I listened to some atmosphere.
0: So I haven't really been into them since then. But this album, I did enjoy it a hell of a lot more than the past few. So yeah, uh, you know, it's my little mention for that one. Uh, what else? Uh, there's a few that I, I really think are on your actual top so i'm gonna oh, like hold off
1: y- yeah yeah uh but man there's a lot <laughs> can i oh, can i cheat i see you, okay i see the ocs
0: oh the ocs uh yeah that one is cool but it was just so so fucking long and i was so sleep deprived that i couldn't go i couldn't like give it another shot uh it was fine it was cool i dig it dig it but still need more time with it
1: and then we get, I can't believe I didn't put it in my honorable mentions because I think I turned, we, we, I see some Zarface so, in there.
0: Zarface. Okay. So Zarface released three fucking albums this year. Three He's fucking, like Cool Keith. Yeah. So Zarface, I don't know much. And oddly enough, this is, uh, it was referred to me, quote unquote, by uh, <laughs> comedian Tom Segura and uh, Christina P, their podcast, Your Mom's House. Because on the opening track of Zarface the The odd are against us, uh <laughs> with uh, that one has Inspector Deck from uh Wu Tang. Oh, uh they they shout out Tom Segura in the song. So he brought it up and he's like, It's a really good album. I heard it, it's a good ass album. <clears throat> didn't didn't uh fucking move me the way some others did. Uh but also there is uh Czarface, Double Dose of Danger, which is uh it's mostly not instrumental, but you know, kind of instrumental. There's no rapping on it. It's just Zarface. Nice. Um, didn't enjoy that one as much. And the one before that, uh was uh Zarface meets Ghostface. Uh needless to say, Ghostface Killer. Very fun. He's always fun. He's out of his fucking mind. Uh but
1: my favorite member of the Wu Tang <laughs> clan, Mr. Ghostface, because he's the most consistent.
0: Uh out of all those three of those albums, the one I enjoyed the most by far was the Odds Are Against Us. Uh so check that out. Uh very prolific this guy
1: yeah he's yeah i first heard about him because i don't remember what year it was he did an album or an ep with mf doom mm-hmm. and anything with mf doom on it i gotta listen to it so
0: uh i don't know what else is on your main list but i got i'm just gonna just machine gun it you don't comment don't say whether it is All
1: or right. it's not let's be here
0: you just be there uh jamie by Brittany Howard. Uh, Veils of Winter by Blackwater, Holy Light. Uh, Alex's shirt right now, Fear Inoculum by Tool. Uh, and Malibu Ken, self-titled. So those were more or less. Uh, oh, and uh, Anderson Pack, Ventura. <clears throat> those are my honorable mentions. Okay. All good-ass albums, but just, I didn't get to spend enough time with them. I didn't feel immediately compelled to hit repeat right when I was done listening to it. Uh, but you should all check those out anyway. Yeah. Ugh. So, album of the year. We're going to get it out of the way so we can talk about every artist in as much detail as we possibly can. Album of the year, Alex, 2019, what is your album of the year?
1: Okay, so, oh man, I, all right, I didn't want to pick the same (laughs) one as you. And ironically, I don't have notes on it, and it's been the album I haven't listened to recently, but I was listening to it a lot. I'm going to go with Baroness Golden. Really? Yep. Baroness Golden. Great. I really like it was between that and uh, what you're going to pick. It was between those two. And I this I love Baroness. This the consistent creativity um, always always manages to hit it out of the park. I haven't been disappointed by them in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh
0: so Baroness Golden Gray is for sure on my list. <clears throat> uh really dig this album. And uh unlike you, I'm not a uh Baroness faithful. Like I like them a lot. I think they're a great band. Uh, but I think Purple, the one before this, that one took a while for me to get to. Like when I first mm-hmm. heard it, like the first six times I heard it, I hated it. Uh if it, it just because I was, I guess I might've been directly comparing it to blue or something, which blue is one of the greatest fucking albums ever. And it took me a while, but I eventually got into it. Uh, I still don't care for most of yellow and green.
1: Uh, yeah, I think yellow and green is the weakest and are not their weakest, but I had that reaction at first. Like I didn't love it initially, but Mm -hmm. I got around to it. I definitely think purple and, um, this current one, Golden Gray, yeah,
0: Golden uh, Gray, yeah. Th- this one was like, "Fuck, this is, this is awesome." I love this album. It's fan fucking tastic.
1: I was listening to this album a lot mm. for two months, and uh, I knew some other stuff was coming out in the year, but uh, very early on, I was like, "This is probably gonna take it," unless, uh, well, no, it had some contenders, but uh, it's very clear end of the day. Yeah, this
0: was... Mm, Goddamn. This one uh, set the set the bar, for sure. Because it came out... When did it come out? Was it April or March or something? Let me
1: go to my cheat sheet. Maybe it
0: was May. I'm just throwing out months now. I have no fucking idea. It came out in June 14th. All right, I, so,
1: yeah, that summer, I was listening to a lot of Baroness. Yeah,
0: Yeah. for sure. Uh, a lot of stuff, like th- what this album did for me that, that I hadn't heard from them in a while, was one of my problems with Baroness uh, are usually the vocal melodies because they always feel kind of obvious. I like the guy's voice. I can't, I forgot his name. Um, what's the guy's name? J- Mr. Baroness, the main
1: John, dude. Is it Basley? Uh, yeah,
0: John Basley. <clears throat> cool voice, but I always, I never cared for the vocal lines for the most part here. They're real interesting. They're, they're just, they complement the songs. Well, they're just as inventive as the songs, uh, certain, like, <laughs> I think, uh, it's at the, it's in the middle and it's also at the very, very end of tourniquet. This drum beat. Oh, they Oh my God. For, I am obsessed with this drum beat.
1: For having a revolving door of drummers, I don't know how long the Kurt one's been there, but man, Baroness gets the best drum beats. For
0: sure. Uh that beat, man remember when I first heard, I was like, that's really interesting. That's a very interesting beat. And then i keep, I kept listening to the album and I kept trying to figure out the beat in my head or in my car. Like I, I'm always tapping on shit. I know everybody cause I'm always tapping. Um, but this one, when I finally got the beat, when I finally figured it out, Oh my, every time I do, I just like, it's so complicated, but oh, it, it's, it makes sense only if you detach yourself from the music. Yes. It's a very interesting beat. Uh, man, shit like that makes me wish I, I was a better drummer and that I, I paid more attention to drums because it's fucking, it's so exciting.
1: Yeah. They're this an exciting band. And I think also, I forget what year they were in like a horrific car accident it was possible. Uh, Bazley might not have even been able to play guitar. So, uh, every, I, This sounds hokey, but every album is a a gift from them. And
0: I also say that because the covers are fucking the best best covers covers. in all of music, I feel like.
1: And yeah, he like hand draws or... Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: or he paints it or I don't know exactly how he does it. Uh, If you're watching the video, uh, there is the cover of Golden Grey behind us. It's fucking unbelievable. This is the best one yet.
1: It's, yeah, I think that's like the full... Like he didn't even draw it in a format to fit on a vinyl or CD, whatever you. Or he like drew. Yeah, the aspect it ratio is a uh, or the
0: dimensions rather.
1: Yeah, he drew it in dimensions. It's not even fit for albums. So. No,
0: it's like a poster dimension. Uh, so it looks. It would look great as a fucking poster, but uh, it's it's so it's so damn
1: beautiful. <laughs> I wish you didn't bring it up. I forget we have to talk. <laughs>
0: yeah, because uh, that's like my favorite kind of art. I get. Uh for people who know me, uh I'm I I used to be more of an artist when I was younger. I could still draw a little bit, but I don't do it very often. My whole family, especially my brother Robert, he's uh fucking amazing. Like he did uh my old band's uh, my old band Broadbell, their, their album cover, which oh, is arguably the best thing about that album. <laughs> I didn't know that was him. Yeah, he's real good. Um and it's uh when I asked him to do that art, I specifically said look at Baroness's cover because or or their covers because there is like this level of detail and the specifically oh, this could like <clears throat>
1: zoom in yeah
0: and yeah there's so many things happening but it's it's like this sort of fantasy take on nature yes or that's it's a
1: great way to describe yeah, it
0: so i don't know it's it's realistic but you know it's not i don't know how else to describe it it's it's realistic but it, it just looks surreal
1: and it I, I feel like it fits the music perfectly too so
0: complicated Complex but still very easy to listen to, very, very accessible. I find I find Baroness to be the most accessible complicated band.
1: Yeah. I remember when Blue came out, um they were kinda flirting with a little bit of mainstream exposure, and a lot of people were like, it's it's muse if you're not not a pussy. <laughs> That's what Baroness <laughs> is.
0: Blue blue is what made me a fan because I mean, I know we should be talking about this one, Golden Grey, but fuck, man. It's like, why aren't more bands like this where it's they're not sacrificing the complexity, but you're still appealing to what everyone kind of wants in music, which is power and melody, triumphant vocals, very triumphant. That's dude. That's one thing I always didn't like that he address not addresses because I didn't he doesn't know me, but uh, I always felt he was always at 10. Oh, yeah. He's just always, always yelling. But on this album, Golden Gray, he toned it down. It sounds fucking awesome. His regular singing voice is beautiful.
1: The only way these vocals could get more triumphant is if they bought the singer of Torchon and like did a song with him uh-huh. on vocals as well.
0: <laughs> Man, and it's gold too. So you know it's triumphant as fuck. God damn, it's <laughs> a good fucking album. Listen to this album. Oh, god damn. So that's your album of the year. It's a fine pick. This was a this was mine for a long time until until we're on to mine. Shocking for anybody who's watching the video, uh, as Alex pulls it up on the screen behind us. Uh, Caligula by Lingua Ignota. Um, no fucking contest. No fucking. I'm wearing a shirt. Obviously, I love this man. Ah. Uh, this man. Jesus Christ. This man. man,
1: I showed it to him. Yeah. And he's like, album of the I'm like, really? You know, Tool has an album Don't coming give a fuck. out. Don't give a fuck. Yeah. He's like, no, nothing, nothing is going. And I went
0: a, ab- I I went past album. And I said, this is not fucking album. This is album of the decade. This is one of my favorite albums of all time. This is one of the best albums ever fucking written. I I there is no hyperbole when I'm when I say this because of how much this album fucked me up in ways that uh, I wasn't. I obviously wasn't expecting it, but ways that I didn't realize uh, I was lacking or re- ways that I, I I didn't realize that I needed. So uh, I'm going to give you a, a little, little glimpse into my first listen of this fucking album. So it was like in the morning, I was going out to my shitty job with a guy who I hated and <clears throat> Alex had recommended this. He said, don't be fooled by the album cover. It looks like, she like looks gangsta- like a fucking a gangster rapper. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he's like, just listen to it. It's like, it's like the, the music equivalent of a horror movie. And I
1: was like, right. I had just seen Midsummer and I'm like, Holy shit. This is the music equivalent of midsummer. Like they're like one in the same almost.
0: So I haven't seen Midsummer, but I I'm a fan of horror and I'm also a fan of Hereditary, which is the same director. This is we're getting all off topic, but it doesn't matter. So that's all I know going into it. I have no idea what I'm expecting. I kind of don't care. I'm just putting it on to like, fuck it. I said, I'll listen to it. I'll give it a shot. Pass the time. Pass the time. Uh, I put it on and it has like, you know, uh, one of those build up kind of intros before the song starts within maybe two seconds. I was like, Oh fuck. <laughs> all I heard was the buildup and I knew I was in for some shit. And it's like, I, I can't say that about many albums or any album that comes to mind because no music started yet. Mm-hmm. All I've heard was this, these, these reverberations essentially. And I said, what the fuck is this? And I, I, I immediately felt moved, had no idea what the rest of the album was going to sound like. And then it started. I'm like, okay, all right. Okay. And, uh, during my first lesson, I had to like eventually go to work. So I had to interrupt it. I was fucking angry that I had to, <laughs> to interrupt the album. I was actually pissed off. And, uh, when I finally heard the whole thing, Uh, so okay so I'm I'm jumping all over the place the main thing about this first listen that was so impactful uh, is that it brought me to tears and the thing is still does still does no albums make me cry I I, Mm. I cry all the fucking time at shows I'm a big old fucking baby I cry all the time at shows albums don't make me cry because I don't know fucking they just don't do it but this one it definitely did, and I was like, "Holy shit! What's what's happening?" Because the for anybody who knows uh, Lingwen, like uh, lyrically, they're pretty fucking heavy. Deals with a lot of themes of abuse, a lot of her personal history. It's fucking dark. It's very. She's
1: not a fan of metaphors.
0: No, no. However, I didn't know that going in, so no. I didn't. I'm hearing the lyrics. I don't. I'm not associating them with any kind of real events or actual horror. All I'm hearing is the music. The music is what made me cry mm-hmm. with no
1: context, uh, with no lyrics. context.
0: That's why uh, this album fucked me up so much. This is why I'm such a huge fan and why I admire her so much. It was the sounds, not, mm. not the content. It, and when sounds can make you fucking cry just because of the way they sound, that's, that, I cherish that shit.
1: <clears throat> um yeah, I like Sorry, I'm getting getting fucking hot. Go on. I listened to it and I knew it was special, but I wasn't paying attention to the lyrics and then me and Mike were hanging out and we're, he was talking about it. I was like, "Fuck." And then I went and did some research on her. I was just like, "Holy, like it all kind of makes sense and makes it even Crazier and more brutal and more beautiful, and yeah, she's classically trained pianist vocalist, and all these songs are about uh, physically, mentally, mental abuse, and it's it's not for the weak of heart. Nope, and yeah, she is just earlier when I was talking about you know women just dominated this year, like she she's my she's queen, yeah yeah i was gonna say that she's she's my she's my queen i'll murder you she's my no she's no one's
0: queen all right she's her
1: own person Goddamn, we can all bend the knee um (laughs) yeah for sure but yeah she is just so talented and raw and i don't know how her brain works but it's amazing
0: it's man so when i first heard this uh I went to Alex and I said, hey, buddy, you just recommended an album that changed my fucking life. I don't know how you feel about that. But then I started gushing about it to anyone that would fucking listen. Anyone that would listen, I say, uh, you guys don't understand. When I'm, <laughs> I when I recommend an album, it's usually like, hey, you might like this. But this is like, if you don't like this, something's wrong with you. We can't be friends. Can't be friends. Anymore. And I don't judge a person's taste in music as a judge of character, typically. Typically don't. However, if you don't appreciate what's happening here, uh, you just don't like art, maybe. I, I immediately lose respect because of how intense this is. So one of my ugh, one of my best friends, uh, actually two of my best friends, uh, I told them both about it. And one of them, uh, he's like, you know what? I'll give it give it a shot. I'm gonna give it a listen on my way to fucking wherever school work. I don't remember which. And throughout his listening, he was like texting, texting us saying, "Fuck, dude, fuck." <laughs> and he's not a guy who listens to this kind of music typically. And it got to the point where he sent a video of his face with whenever of her songs playing and he looked like he was going to start crying. And, he, and I, I kept that video and I just send it whenever because he had the same response that I did, which was uh, anger whenever he had to interrupt the album mm-hmm. because uh, it's also why I'm really glad that we're not playing snippets of this album because I don't think any snippet will do it, it justice.
1: It, it, yeah. A, f- a minute clip can't really explain what's no, going on. Fuck here. no.
0: Fuck no. Because, uh, this album, it captures everything I love about music. Uh, when I was listening to it for the 500th time or whatever, uh, it felt, or it sounds rather like the evolution of music where it had encompasses so many different things. It encompasses, uh, as early as medieval music with the, the choral things that she does with the million vocal overdubs that do all kinds of crazy shit. And then it goes into black metal territory where it's just brutal, brutal punishing, uh, no signs of light where you think it's just the darkest, most evil thing ever, and then it goes into this choral thing uh where it's just gorgeous and it's it's the most light thing ever uh the the amount of moods that it tackles uh there's no itch that won't be scratched with this it's it's perfect
1: yeah early uh I was talking about how women were like dominated music this year, I really also love this wave of like metal artists like. I put her, like, Zeal and Ardor, Death Heaven, and uh, yeah, I'll throw Chelsea, Chelsea Wolf in there as kind of these people who are just like don't care about labels mm. they don't even they don't even care about if they're called metal or not really, yep. but to me, I think it's it's what the genre needed apps of fucking loot and there's it, probably some more, and I apologize but like as far as like newer artists like damn
0: uh I'm glad you mentioned Zeland Ardor because uh just to further how important this album is to me uh it'sziononardo's uh strange fruit fuck man. I hope it's stranger fruit. Yeah. Yeah, Um, that album and this one that have been the biggest motivator, uh, and kind of a friend for me when it comes to performing, because I perform, I do all the music stuff and I have fucking brutal stage fright when it comes to singing. Uh, and it's like a problem and it's hard and it's, it's a thing you just got to push through and swear to God, listening to these albums before going on stage has gotten me through it. Uh, specifically hers, uh, Zilnardo, uh, like I, I appreciate it, but I just, um, this album is just, just connected. Yeah. It's more important to me. It's, uh, it's more moving. <clears throat> uh, and man, uh, Jesus Christ. When we, cause God. we, we saw her in LA, uh, Oh man, good God, that performance. I mean, I couldn't even tell you how many times I cried. Couldn't tell
1: you. Couldn't tell you. It was a concert I wanted to go on longer, but also I understand why it had to end. Yeah. Because, never mind like what she's doing vocally being exhausting, I'm sure just the subject matter.
0: It was a, a performance unlike any I've seen. It was way more intense. It was scary.
1: It, it was it fucking heart wrenching. It lived up to the album. Oh, I for, say,
0: yeah. yeah. And, uh, 'Cause I I I love her voice and she does a lot of very interesting vocal things that uh I think you could miss if you're not um actively paying attention to. Mm-hmm. Strange little quirks in her voice. Very interesting choices. And obviously that comes with her being, you know, classically trained and being fucking amazing. Oh. Our screen went off uh being amazing overall. Uh live they're all exacerbated in a good way. Oh, actually, they're all they're all enhanced. All the mm-hmm. little vocal quirks that are on the album that are still great. They're so much more intense. And she does them like double almost. I don't even know how to explain it. Like every little interesting choice that I wish she'd do more on the album, uh, does quite a bit live and it was a very, very moving experience. Uh, uh goddamn.
1: Goddamn. <laughs> Ugh, hold on. I'm sick, so it's getting even harder. I like how you were like, I'm warm. And then you were just wearing a lingua shirt under. Uh, th- we ta- talking uh, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about.
0: So I really <laughs> love this album. Uh,
1: I can't, I can't recommend it more than <laughs> this man. This man put a down payment on merchandise.
0: I bought all of her merch, by the way, uh, for listeners. Uh, I'm an idiot and watch the video. Uh, God, I, I want to keep gushing. I don't know what else I can say other than that uh for the playlist i'm putting the whole fucking album on there oh, because shit. uh i don't think it should be heard in snippets uh this is it's too fucking important we, 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 to say that we need more artists like her is is not enough because fuck man it's inspiring and i i'm 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 glad <laughs> to be alive in a time where this this fucking crazy woman exists doing this insane and heart-wrenching shit. And I, I've cried countless. Like every time I listen to the album, I still cry. There is a specific part of the album where it gets me. I can't not cry when I hear it. It's like it's weird. It's this weird uh, like reflexive reaction. I don't know what the hell it's about. <laughs> it's just when I hear it, it just waterworks.
1: To uh, to put a bow on it, I will say I see people complaining about, oh, there's there's no good music. Like, look, I understand how you can feel that way. Uh, especially if you're not actively seeking it out, I feel like I go in droughts too. Like, mm. ah, there's like nothing new to listen to, but not just her, but you know, the artists we're talking about, it's out there. Like, the truth is out there. You just gotta,
0: yeah, just let people show you shit. L- listen to a thing you might not have thought about. Give it, give everything a shot. Give everything give a shot. A
1: go, give it a go. So. It might
0: fucking wreck your life and make you cry (laughs) in a good way uh i am a better person because of this album i I firmly believe that and i'm never gonna stop listening to it or this uh this this fine young lady all right uh so now for the rest of the albums which are all still good
1: all right are you're all still good but in no particular order because we're just going chronological chronologically the date the dates they came out
0: Okay, so where are we first on the list?
1: So we're going to wind it back almost a year. Uh, one of my picks Malibu Ken. I feel like we always Mascot of Murphy's Law From the claw game At the Walt Whitman Mall To the worst curb cuts Of the urban sprawl To what stirs In a purple moss Which world make a purpless skirt Of his quirks and flaws Or make it okay To learn who you are No jury Instead of all insecurity No mercy Every year skin Get thinner You can almost see The ability In his it, inner If it's into the blood dude's
0: voice Sounds so like a lot of guys In you in high school
1: really? really? Yeah <laughs> I by, I Oh, oh. Ramps, I don't
0: think so it's bad so though
1: Hides in a winter Anti-winter Stare at the stars From an empire
2: builder To anywhere Oh all
0: right all right right. let's start talking
1: okay so earlier i was talking about sage francis kind of introducing me to underground hip-hop aesop rock was another one of those guys uh mike was saying his voice reminds him of dudes he went to high school with his voice is so weird and wholly unique to me that i don't think he sounds like anyone he sounds like aesop rock not rocky um don't be confused um. so yeah he was one of those guys and at first I wasn't even sure I liked him I was like what the fuck is why would you rap like that why do you sound like that uh-huh. that's weird and then I learned to like the weirdness of his voice and uh so I'm this is his latest album Malibu Ken that he did with a guy named Tobacco who's also in the band Black Moth Super Rainbow and Black Moth Opened up for Aesop Rock back in 07 and they've wanted to do an album ever since then. So fast forward 12 years later, they finally did it. Um, He's been around for a while. I'm glad he's aging gracefully. Um, Another weird collaboration he did, he did an album with the uh, Moldy Peaches singer and uh, that's a real even weirder album. So Mm -hmm. Uh, what's good?
0: This was on my honorable mentions that I didn't mention because uh, I knew it'd be on your list. Uh, I enjoy because all the music for this because I listen to hip hop for music. I, it's hard for me to really get into lyrics for the most part. And
1: oh, he's so he's so good with lyrics. I I don't doubt that. And
0: that's why it bothers me because uh, he does the same thing to me or it reminds me of a lot of MF Doom. I know you're a big MF Doom fan. Yeah, I'm not, and it's purely for rhythmic purposes i
1: I think he does it a little more effortlessly, <laughs> like i think um once once you get past his voice, if it's a hurdle for you well, um, vo- i th- i think he well not you personally' uh-huh. people right. in general, I think he's a little more accessible than m f doom is
0: you know i i probably, based on the, the bit that i've heard I, I would agree with that because what they do, and a lot of rappers do this a lot of good rappers do this it's not sticking to strict uh rhythmic rules I
1: guess. So No, he gives himself a few lanes to jump in and he'll do it.
0: Yeah, and that so it's not so my example for the opposite of this where it's a bunch of words on perfect time all the time Buster rhymes. He says all the uh, words and they're perfectly on time. It's yep. like a song. It's a song. It's essentially. Yeah. So it's exactly where they're like like a drum. The the, the notes are the words are rather rather are exactly where they need to be uh within if there's a metronome you know there's it's within each beat with rappers like this uh see there's there's a there's two beats one here and one here uh in between they fit all kinds of shit it's still within the beat it's still on time but it doesn't make sense music or rhythmically so it sounds like they're just talking Mm -hmm. and that's fine but not for me i it, it makes me just wish it was precise cuz i'm i have a fucking ocd brain uh that's why uh musically i like this album a lot and rhythmically and uh, lyrically i'm pretty sure it's it's fine or i would enjoy it if i bothered he,
1: he's like one to me he's one of the most like clever rappers really with the wordplay and even song subjects he's he's a real c- clever um I haven't done like a deep dive lyrically. I'm sure there's some stuff there. Um, But on Tobacco's end, I saw him open up for Fanagram once, but I had a fucking headache. I was like, I don't care. And that's a stupid name. Why you should call yourself Tobacco. (laughs) Um, But his beats are this fucking sound like they're crafted for uh the video game Hotline Miami. Yeah, absolutely. Perfectly very, yeah. at home and this dirty, gritty synth. Synth rock kind of stuff. I don't even know what it's called exactly. Yeah, it's like... uh Yeah, I don't know what it's called either, but yeah, it's just this futuristic dirty-sounding music, and like I said, I'm glad in his older age, I'm not quite sure how old he is, but Mm -hmm. I'm glad Aesop is aging gracefully as an artist, because he's someone who kind of changed the way I looked at music.
0: Right, for sure.
1: Where are we next? Next (coughs) came out in March. uh, March 15th. This is Karen O and Danger Mouse Already very smooth very smooth. Oh this is this is great
2: and paint the stars. I go out at night
0: So this is the yeah 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 chick,
1: the yeah yeah singer with Danger Mouse, spelled correctly, spelled correctly, probably most famous for "Gnarls Berkeley."
0: Oh right, this is cool.
1: Such a fun song. Yeah. Uh, All right, let's let's jump into it. Mm. So I did
0: I did like this album a lot, but it didn't make my my final list, but I did dig it.
1: If we did do rankings and numbers, I think this would be pretty high up for me. I've like um, I love Danger Mouse's production. I think I was talking about Adrian Young earlier. Uh, I think I think Adrian Young is going to be like in a few years what Danger Mouse is now. Mm-hmm. Like there's they're both so versatile and can do anything and they do random collabs. We're talking about MF Doom a lot on this episode. Yeah. Um. I don't know if people remember how Danger Mouse kind of came up, but he had remixed uh, Jay-Z's Black Album, took the acapella vocals, and mixed it with the Beatles, the White Album, and every sound you heard was from the White Album. He didn't add any of his own stuff. And that's how I got into Danger Mouse because that I, can't
0: remember, I forgot that was the Gray album, right? The Gray album—it's
1: yeah. so good. It's it's crazy, and um, and then from there he just went up and up and gnarls Barkley, and he's just so versatile with the artists he can work with. Um, I wrote this is like a a funky western disco.
0: <laughs> Talk about genre blending, Jesus!
1: Yeah, because he did like a west west spaghetti western album titled Rome and there's a few tracks on here like Redeemer and uh Revereers that would fit great with that Rome album um but yeah I just love the the smoky dreamy soundscapes uh you get some hints of the the band Air in there and it's just one of one of the best produced albums of the year and Karen O's voice is always great um in the earlier yeah 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 she's like screaming a lot and it's great and it's beautiful and this is this kind of like if you're used to her on one angle the camera this kind of comes around and you see her Mm -hmm. from another angle here and um this uh a surprise that i didn't even know it was coming out Mm -hmm. and heard it kind of late and yeah i'm glad i listened to it
0: I, I've never been a fan of the IAS. I don't care much for her voice. Uh, <laughs> however, uh, I did I did dig this album a lot, and Just I didn't
1: tear everything down that I said. <laughs> no, but I, I didn't
0: care though. Like this, that's so that's how pleasant this entire thing was. Uh, so I, I don't mind her at all. I don't mind her at all. I think she's fine. Okay, <laughs> that's my high. Th- no, it's, it's a good out. It's a good ass album. We should definitely check it out. Uh, and that that I that's all. It's kind of enhanced, I believe, because because I didn't give a shit about the IAS or or Danger Mouse, but uh. I am digging this.
1: Yeah, anyway. I was a fan of both. So I didn't think it was gonna suck. But when something kinda you're like, I knew that was gonna be good, but not that good. Right. That, right. That's the camp I fall into with this album. That's
0: how I was with Baroness. Oh yeah. It's so, all uh, yeah, like that one kind of surpassed all my expectations. But anyway, uh next year. Not next year. Keep see I'm I'm in the <laughs> habit of oh. talking about of like albums that we usually do. So they, what what's the date for this one?
1: Uh, I thought you were in charge of this album uh, So this dropped On April, April 5th
0: April 5th This is uh, Thalassa I believe it's pronounced By Joanna Gika And here we go
1: This kind of sounds like a danger mouse Yeah <laughs> Or Legend of Zelda Just the harp I just think of Legend of Zelda Yeah
2: through the sea the pelicans frozen the hair The was no longer there. Goodbye, the goodbye and tinland console This is
0: far uh, prettier and dreamer than I ever usually listen to. And, but this helped really work for me. Uh, I understand. Oh, but this, oh, I love this. That little fucking 80 cent breakdown. This turns into like
1: John Carpenter.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's fucking great. So cool. I I, I urge everyone to check that out. All Uh, right. This was Uh, one of my picks.
1: Listen to that. Yeah, she opened for Lingua. When we saw them, yeah. Yeah. It was good, but I think I was just so excited. It,
0: Kate, it's really unfair to Compare build. Compare
1: the two. No, it's to not.
0: build anybody in the same show as Lingard <laughs> Noah because she's going to fucking destroy anyone else who's there. Uh, and th- she, uh, you want to open that night and it was very fucking cool. However, you got to back me up on this one, Alex. That strobe light was fucking disorienting.
1: Oh, yeah. I was covering my eyes for a lot <laughs> of this show.
0: Uh, they have on stage with them this fucking really old school strobe lights just the white flashing 7 million times and per we're second, up in front right in the front uh, it was disorienting and it hurt my head and my eyes but uh, good ass songs very dreamy very uh, pretty uh, a lot of it reminds me of like oh, fuck man my brother made a good comparison to some artists from the 90s uh, Is it Sinead O'Connor no but in the same vein kind <laughs> of thing no compass oh god where's the photo of the pope so i can that's nah, stupid Um, uh, it's not the most uh revolutionary thing i've heard definitely heard stuff like it but it's still very fucking cool and i kept wanting to go back to it
1: sometimes it's just got to be real fucking solid i got a yeah. few of those albums coming
2: out yeah for sure so
0: this wasn't like a, a genre blending thing like we've heard a lot this year but it, god damn did i like it and uh, I, I wasn't like blown away by the performance that was really good uh and of course that's probably doubled by the fact that limbo went after and just stole all our hearts but uh i think the the way this album is produced helps these songs a lot more than the live performance did um because you could tell it's they're limited more because it's such a spacey dreamy electronic uh overdub heavy type thing Mm -hmm. you can't do so much like on stage was only joanna and a guy, I'm sure he has a name. I feel really bad I didn't look it up. <laughs> but he was doing all all the keyboards and the bass and guitar. Uh she was doing loops and vocals and stuff like that. Uh I still think it's solid solid listen. And I highly recommend Alex, listen to it and everyone listening.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna check it out. I think you guys should. It'll be real swell.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh we're uh, let's move on. So now this album came out april 12th this is anderson park ventura or pack if we were doing songs of the year really this would be be real high up really wait for those fucking drums wait for those drums
0: It's pretty good. It's pretty cool. For a song, this uh, R&B has very, very complicated.
2: It's wild.
0: It's also interesting hearing that with (laughs) such clean production, like those wild ass drums.
1: I... So this is kind of like Baroness, where I haven't listened to it recently, but when it came out, man, there were points where I was like, don't put on that fucking album. You've listened to that album enough. You don't need to. Uh, live. I put it on anyways. Yeah. yeah, And yeah, that song I just played reaching too much. I would just get it stuck in my fucking head. Uh-huh. And like, it's still fucking good. Um, the opening track, Come Home. Fucking another killer Andre three thousand verse on there. Andre three thousand's fucking insane every time. Um, this motherfucker got Smokey Robinson
2: on the album. <laughs> That's right. Uh,
1: yeah, this is a great smooth, fun, funky summertime album. That's this great if you're rolling down the uh, the two highway in California. Maybe yeah. you're driving past Ventura. Maybe, maybe it's the perfect. Perfect vibe. Uh you got songs like Good Heels and Chosen One, which if those songs come on, someone's getting pregnant. Like there's no way if ladies don't let you get them pregnant to those songs, something's wrong. Or maybe something's wrong with your sperm count. Or or that
0: (laughs) I uh I listened to this one and I had no idea it was one of those ones I just went completely blind. Yeah. Uh I I don't even listen to R and B or anything remotely close to it, and this is fucking solid.
1: Well, to me, there's. I don't. I'm sure someone can debate otherwise. I'm probably the least qualified to talk about it. Like, I think there's a difference between R&B and funk and soul. Like, this falls into the funk and soul, probably. Camp yeah, camp for me. Um, yeah, and then I think I believe it's the closing track, "Twilight," which was produced by Pharrell. Fucking crazy, too. This mm-hmm. madness going on in these smooth, fun summer jams.
0: This was a one of my, my uh, honorable mentions because uh, because it's such a, a style that I don't listen to. I don't really, I don't have anything against it. I just never, I'm, I've never felt drawn to it. And this was like, fuck, man, these are, these are all good. They're
1: yeah. all good. I don't
0: care for this kind of music even at all, but these are all fucking
1: good. He's the master of uh, funky. Very R&B. funky.
0: Yeah, but it's way smoother, way smoother, uh, less annoying because a lot of funk typically annoys me after a while. This is not knowing.
1: No, no, no. Uh, th- yeah, there's a reason you see this guy featured on so many albums. It's because he's fucking talented. No fucking kidding. So moving on. Having said that, all right, I guess I'll uh I'll go I'll go my pick next because we got two albums that came out on the same day. But mine's a nice little EP by. Rico Nasty and Kenny Beats Woo. off Anger Management stick with me for a bit there's a little <coughs> little intro on this you there? and then it's gonna Aren't fuck you your to shit up warning thing? if you have the volume cranked all the way up please turn that down it's gonna get wild right now I
0: didn't listen to this I feel stupid every that I didn't I meant to for like the past two time. weeks I just didn't
1: get around to it Man. Everything. I like barely heard it and I fell in love really
0: it. Oh! same thing just a day. this is fucking intense. Dude, Oh man, I wanna fuck someone and do cocaine.
1: Dude, perfect Oh Jesus Christ. Anger management's aptly titled for this nice little EP. Nice is a
0: interesting way to put it. That is fucking
1: crazy. (laughs) Later in that song, like I instantly loved how like angry and abrasive it was. Like if you can't, if you're watching the video, if you can't tell she has a fucking screaming face on her forehead that also looks like a vagina at the same time. That's perfect. Sure does. Uh, she has another like mixtape called, uh, something the tales of taco bella like (laughs) and then if that wasn't enough on that song later on she goes like scotty i roll up with two hotties i'm like that's it we're done here oh jesus you're the best rico um i like that she doesn't rap like other female rappers because i feel like sometimes um female rappers they kind of get too insidious, not to anyone's fault of their own, but like so we have like the Nicki Minaj wave where you'll have someone like Iggy Azalea, who I mean, she raps like Nicki Minaj and now you have a lot of ladies rapping like Cardi B because Cardi B's on top. Mm. Um, Rico Nasty, this her own thing, just fucking kind of high pitch, like raspy yeah. Very S- really I- screamy. I love her <laughs> voice. Um, I, cu- I showed it to my cousin and his girlfriend and for some reason he thought it sounded like Limp Biscuit. and then I kind of had to search my soul. I'm like, no, no, no.
0: no. <laughs> Hold on. Do no. I just do I just miss Limp Bizkit? Is that what this really is? No. No, no. Uh, no one misses Limp Biscuit.
1: She has a song called Big Titties. Straight banger, that song. Alright. I can big, get behind that. T- yeah. big t- Who can't get behind Big Titties? Uh, there's a song called Mood. Which kind of has like an industrial vibe to it, but there is this like male rapper on there who has like one of the worst cases of like mush mouth mumble rap. Uh, I've heard. But out of that, it's 18 minutes. If you're like me and you enjoy angry, raunchy hip hop, she won't let you down. Very nice, very nice. I'm Another gonna, queen.
0: I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go check that one out. I'm a little nervous because that sounds very scary.
1: It, it it can be. It All can right. be. I did and, it. and yeah, I think eighteen minutes is like perfect for how angry it is.
0: Watch me come back and like Alex has changed my life. I cried. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fucking Rico Nest. <laughs> Taco Bella herself. <laughs> Where are we at next? Uh, we- so you got a pick coming out.
0: Okay, so this is well, man, I don't know I don't even know who the fuck these people are, but I liked it. This is Marissa Nadler and Steven Brodsky. This is drone flower. This reminds me of a song called uh, "Insomnia" by Yellow Magic Orchestra, the electronic Japanese group from the late seventies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Except, you know, way space—well, not spacier, but way more moody.
1: I know who one of these people is, but I'll—I'll I'll wait till okay till after.
0: This is more of an intro than an actual song, which I probably should have fucking chose a better song,
1: but whatever. And also, you it's know, still a good indicator. I'm all amped up on Rico Nasty. <laughs> <laughs> you need know, to fucking calm down. Calm yourself down. High blood pressure over here.
0: All right, so this is extremely, extremely moody. Uh, it gets less moody as it goes on. There's a lot of crazy instrumentation. And by crazy, I just mean, you know, strings and guitars. But...
1: uh. I don't know who the fuck these people are. Okay, so uh is it Steven? Steven Brodsky? He's in Mutoid Man. Oh, really? Yeah. That's they're like the crazy complicated mathy fucking all yeah. over the place. Yep. Whoa. Yep. No, he's he's again, he's one of the most versatile uh musicians we'll talk about um if you've ever seen 2 Minutes to Late Night on YouTube, which is a heavy metal parody show late night shows. They'll cover crazy songs. Um like Mutoid Man is the the house band for two minutes. Oh, interesting. Um and yeah, they'll do like crazy shit like when Purple came out, they had John Basley on, and so they did Purple Rain uh, uh, with him. Um I'm having a brain for Royal Thunder Blood, oh no, <laughs> I have no idea who
0: you're talking about.
1: Sorry, there's two bands, but the one with the lady vocalist, she came on and they did a version of Miley Cyrus's Wrecking Ball, mm. which is so good. And I realized it's not that different. That this made me realize Wrecking Ball is a good song. <laughs> wow, that's enlightening. And but that's what terrible. that dude's doing. Yeah. So
0: this is real mellow, real pretty. Uh, I would say extremely accessible, if not the most accessible thing on my list. Uh, I don't, there's not even anything that remarkably standout ish about it. Uh, Aside from, it's just pretty the whole way through. Um, It's like, I see it listed a lot of like singer songwriter stuff, but it's like, if this is singer songwriter stuff, then that's a, it's a disservice so, to this album because it's way more interesting than anything like
1: that. So is it all just like piano is their vocals is there guitar? Is the drums? There's, What's I there mean,
0: I, it's plenty of, it mostly female vocals. Um, I think, I think Steven is like kind of the side guy, not the side guy, but like she's collaborating with him as mm-hmm. opposed to vice versa. Um, it's in the vein of singer songwriter, I guess, but there's way more instrumentation There's way more interesting things happening. Uh, in terms of songwriting, uh, way smarter. Not a anno- I fucking hate singer songwriter shit, dude. It fucking- dude, as a guy who plays open mics quite a bit, God damn. Don't want to kill myself. Uh, nothing like that here. Solid, solid recommend it. Uh, but other than that, I mean,
1: also, also, before we move on, let me give a shout out to John Guerra. Cause I feel like that man, uh, impacted both of our lists. Who? Uh, the dude, I sent you his top song. Oh
2: shit.
0: Yeah, dude, that's how I found this album.
1: John, yeah, AKA, thank you. AKA the booty hunter. <laughs> I'm you're not going to be- ask you're beautiful. Don't ever change. And uh, thank you for all the cool heads up. I like to think I'd find them on my own eventually because we have very similar tastes, but he definitely, I for sure would not have.
0: And his list fucking helped me a lot. Yeah. I mean, that's literally where this album came from. It's where a few others came from, but thank you very much. This is a, you got good ass taste. Uh, so yeah. That's all I got to say about that.
1: All right. We're going to move on <laughs> the day after 426. Uh, Hems Ale. And the album is called Noctu- Noctilia. Uh,
0: Helms Ali? Ali. uh Ole. Uh, Nocti- Noctiluca.
1: Here we go. Jesus uh, Christ. Whatever it's called. We should practice these things out loud before we put. <laughs> Microphones in front of our face. Here we go.
0: Damn, not a hi-hat.
1: This is a last second edition. Oh, really? Like right before... (laughs) Really? Yep. Nice.
0: Okay. All right. Sounds like we need a lot of that. Oh, I cut off right when the vocal started. Whatever. Uh, whatever.
1: <laughs> uh. So, tell me about it. This savanna kind of neglected for a few years i forget who i saw them open up for possibly mastodon because i've seen mastodon a lot Mm -hmm. um and then uh yeah at the time they had this album called the weatherhead and yeah they're just so i think it's just a three-piece and it's just this cool blend of like brutal bass and drums with like fancy guitars and then you got like the lady vocalists and the male vocalists. So you get like these different ranges and God damn, like eight years late, eight years later, I kind of neglected them. I'm definitely going to try to keep them more in rotation. Uh, I just like listened to this album today and fuck they're killer. Nice. Very nice. So yeah, I feel bad for neglecting them. I'm sorry. I'll never do it again.
0: But it still made your top list.
1: Yes. Nice. Yes. So right. I, that's my, uh, is it penance for. Your penance? Penance for yeah. uh, screwing up and neglecting you guys. You fucking. Home, home run on this album.
0: Alright, I gotta go. Man, because I tried to listen to all the same albums that you did, but it was just too fucking many.
1: Well, also like I said, I didn't put it on until like...
0: Right, of course, because you got to last night So, I,
1: Yeah, I didn't give you a heads. I didn't even know
0: it existed though. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, I didn't give you a heads up on this. So yeah, that's what I gotta say about Helms Ali Ale.
0: However the fuck you pronounce that. It's Helms A-L-E-E and I I don't know what Fucking language that is. Is that Nordic? I don't know. I'm just making shit up.
1: Real good band. Real interesting band. All right. I love the heaviness. And if you can be unique and heavy at the same time. (laughs) Absolutely. For for damn sure. Okay. Next. Next album. This came out June 21st. This is Black MIDI. I think you skipped one.
0: Oh. Eh, we'll, we'll, we'll fix it up. My bad. All oh, good. Yeah, I got it. There we go. I want to let this play a little bit to give a good indicator of what this fucking
1: album does. Because it takes a turn.
0: Oh, yeah. And there we go. What the fuck is happening? Okay, so it goes all over the place. And one thing I really like first you talk about it before I start cutting you off.
1: Oh, yeah, I was just hooked instantly off that track and then that weird change happened. Yeah. And I I was just fucking hooked. I loved it. Um I kind of feel like they're like the punk rock cousins of Radiohead some somehow it makes sense in my brain. I don't care if it makes sense to anyone else. <laughs> doesn't make sense to me (laughs) yeah and then um they got the song reggae and i realized why i loved them and uh they got some bad dude vibes and no one knows who bad dudes is but they were a local band around la and they just play like this real intricate tight almost video gamey rock and roll And I'm like, I think that's why I like them because there's a a touch of bad dudes in here.
0: Interesting. I, I, you showed me bad dudes a while back. I dig them quite a bit. Uh, this, album, like that change in that first track. It's so wild because it sounds like they're constantly falling apart and losing time, but this they're, they're not.
1: That's a great, yeah, that's a great description,
0: but that's the whole album. It sounds like they're falling apart, but they're, they're still keeping it together. It's, it's a strange, uh, like intentional sloppiness it's it's very very chaotic very weird uh, what ultimately made me not enjoy this album is that fucking
1: singer oh really
0: man i liked it at first i was like this is interesting this guy's voice is very weird and then it just kept getting weirder as it went on i, was like, I don't <laughs> like it i don't like his voice it might grow me later on yeah but that's because it, it's, a, it's a lot of uh it sounds like he's doing this, this kind of weird old timey accent, mm-hmm. like rolling the R's kind of thing. Uh,
1: I think that not that it's, I think they are British. They are British.
0: No, no for sure. For sure. Their accents uh, seeping through, but it sounds like old timey British, like 1800s British. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's interesting. It's very fucking interesting. I couldn't enjoy his voice.
1: No, this band's not for everyone.
0: No, no, but I do. I very much appreciated the album. It's yep. very, very, poor, very fucking weird.
1: Yeah, I think it uh, peaks on the song Western. It's like eight minutes of misleading stuff. Like you'll just like kind of accept what's going on and then it changes. And I think that's a good example.
0: The, the changes are, are very interesting. Uh, I love shit like that where you think because the that, that whole intro is like super repetitive. and You think, like, OK, I get what this spans about. And then bam. And then a lot of times this album they go real quiet. Those are the parts that fucking got me real mm-hmm. good. Oh, they very, very satisfying quiet
1: real good loud quiet sop starts they're fucking killer at it and uh yeah just a nice short short little
2: yeah
1: s- little uh synopsis no it's not a synopsis it's not a story
0: whatever it's all good
1: it's a good whatever. fucking album. give it a shot black midi. if you're a weirdo check it out
0: but if you if the, the vocals get on your nerves from the first track, they're not going to get better. I'm telling you <laughs> that right now. Uh, we, we mistakenly skipped over uh, one pick, so we're going to go back in time
1: to May 10th. This is... Big
0: Braves, A Gaze Among Them. I'm already excited.
1: This was another band where I'm like, man, I don't want the pressure of picking out what section to play, because I feel like... The- the whole song yeah. needs to.
0: I agree, but this is such a powerful opening, especially when you don't know what you're getting into. Especially that production where it just feels like it's right next to you. Let's do this us on the way over here again. I fucking love this.
1: If they ever open up for me, oh, my neck would just be yeah. done. <laughs> All the slowest headbanging. I love me some slow headbanging. Yeah, yeah. This is so up my alley. Hell
2: yeah.
1: I want the vocal to kick in. I want the vocal to kick in. She's it. like a metal uh, blonde redhead.
0: I never
1: thought
2: of that.
1: Oh,
0: right. <laughs> oh. All right, all right. Today. So this is one of my picks. Man, this album scratches a real big itch of mine. Uh fuck. It kinda especially in that opening track, which is uh uh, heavy, slow, sludgy with pretty fucking melodic vocals. And that I feel like there's a is a very there's a criminal shortage of that.
1: I I think I wrote down are they adjectives? Uh what? That you use to describe uh Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. I think I wrote down all those adjectives. It's um, awesome. Yeah, like in my heart of hearts, I'm a slug sh- sludge metal like if i could only listen to one yeah one genre really it'd be sludge i don't know really i don't know why it just feels it feels right and it's a weird thing to be into because like no one like in school no one's really into it it's something i got into after um yeah man that song you played i think it's around like no pun intended the 420 mark um i was listening to it on my headphones the first time and it, actually, actually that song is eight minutes no
2: A- around I'm say, the, oh, I'm saying yeah. in
1: the in the 420 mark in the Sorry. 420 mark it sounded like it just fucking blew out my headphones <laughs> it gets fucking crazy and that's kind of the whole album they all have like slow builds and yeah, I'm all about the sludge. I feel like there is a uh, I feel like some bands like uh, we were talking about Baroness earlier, yeah. Hems Alley Elite uh, still stuck on um, how to pronounce yeah. it. They kind of like they're in there. I would throw them in there but this is like this is like pure sludge. Pure. And,
0: and that's what I, I want more of. Like I'm a big fan of Paul Barrow's first album and a little bit little bit of the second album but mm-hmm. i i don't care so much for the the more recent stuff cuz it's less sludgy first album specifically it's so fucking sludgy it's so heavy it's ridiculous and the vocals clean as fuck really really melodic interesting riffs it's not sacrificing any any melody uh for the heaviness and i thought why why is this the only band that's doing that like that i know of like mm-hmm. i can't find any more I've searched and this scratched a lot of that because this girl is not trying to be aggressive at all. And no. I, I love it. I it's great.
1: No, it's definitely, um, we were talking about how there's a lot of like artists we've never heard before on our list. And this is one of them. And I'm definitely going to seek them out yeah. next time they're in town. Cause I think live, this would give, oh, yeah. give me a big old bone. Oh, absolutely. Oh dude. Like that.
0: I, I, in my own musical Career, quote unquote. A lot of the thing. One of the big things that I I strive for <clears throat> is that really heavy fuzzy bass. Because I, I I I'm a solo guitarist, but I use a lot of octaves and stuff, and I use it so it's it has a nice bottom. Getting a nice, good sludgy fuzz is always the most satisfying thing. Like you hit that <laughs> one open boom, it fucking levels the room. I love it. It's I love this shit. I love this shit.
1: Yeah, fucking. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Where are we at now? Now, um, this would probably be one of my picks too, but it, it fell into the. I just didn't have enough time to right. uh, write about them. Uh, so this is July 12th, uh, Bones UK, self titled.
2: Fuck the club. This is
0: already super sexual.
1: I love this band.
0: Fuck oh, yeah.
2: I dude
0: don't I dislike her voice though. It bothers me. Really? I love the band though. I love everything else about it. I just don't like the tone of her voice. It's so sleazy. Oh fuck! I love it. Right, uh,
1: okay. I'm real glad you picked that album. I only got to listen to it once, and it's real fun. Like in my in my head, like if I ruled the world, like that's what like pop music would sound like. That's, Absolutely. That's what clubs would be playing. Do shit like that.
0: I was listening to this uh, in the car with some buddies. And uh, at one point, uh, it got to like a real poppy kind of almost. This could be on the radio song, and he's like, "What? What the fuck is this Taylor Swift shit?" And I was like, hey. I don't, "Dude, if this is Taylor Swift, then I fucking love Taylor Swift." Well,
1: back it up, back like I love my Cyrus's "Wrecking Ball." Yeah.
0: And, yeah. Then, and then another song came on, and the same guy was like, what is this fucking nightclub music from Blade?" And i was like, "Yes, it's
2: absolutely <laughs> yeah, that. It it's is. fucking
1: absolutely that. It's so fucking fun. Hell yeah." I like how for like a generation, like crazy club music is just referenced as the opening scene in blade. Yeah. I mean, so beautiful. It's a timeless movie. <laughs> it is. Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill.
0: Preach. Oh fuck. This is one where when I, when I first popped it in, uh, not that I popped it in anything because we don't listen to CDs anymore. Uh, I thought, yeah, this is like, this is this is definitely my alley. I fucking love this. <clears throat> and it got to the more, you know, fucking nineties sounding shit. Awesome. We still have uh the the past album on my the screen. B- there my bad, my bad. There's two very uh scary looking ladies behind us. Um I
1: think that's a dude. Huh? That's, a dude.
0: that's fucking more funny. Because I, I I guess I'd bang a dude then because what was I thing? Oh yeah, so uh it gets to like some of the more like nineties sounding poppy stuff. I'm like, this is fucking weird and I don't particularly like this but i just kept feeling compelled to listen to the album again every time i every time it ended so i was like, I guess it's doing something for me
1: yeah i got it in the once and i was like i need to listen to this again it's definitely something i'm going to come back to so i'm glad i'm glad you picked it because i feel like it it deserves to okay. be talked about
0: yeah it's an interesting very interesting album if you at all dig uh dancing with vampires in a nightclub for sure for sure this album
1: or if you know you listen to nine inch nails and you're like i wish that was a little Dude, more
0: poppy so much nine inch nails i got from this
1: <clears throat> which they're, they're kind of like the the standard in industrial music i feel like
0: Yeah, probably, because I'm not even familiar with that much Nice Nails, just like the main, you know, the Mm -hmm. the important stuff. The hits. The hits. uh, Or the entire Downward Spiral album, because it's fucking (laughs) incredible. Uh, But a lot of this album did feel like, oh, this sounds a lot like this. This sounds a lot like this. It wasn't so much reinventing anything, or it didn't feel like I, uh, nothing felt like something I hadn't heard before. It's just all shit that I just like.
1: Yeah, yeah, real good at uh, doing that. What do we got next? Next is another mic pick. Uh, This July 22nd, Buildings Negative Sound.
0: Oh, I'm excited for this. Anytime you start an album with that kind of buildup, I'm already excited. It goes
1: in, it goes in. No, that's a different. (laughs) Yeah.
2: myself a hell to die.
0: If you're, if you're feeling annoyed by this, listeners, please give it a shot. Give it some time.
1: Was this on uh, Guerra's top song?
0: I don't remember. I don't think so. See, I was still skeptical when I first heard this. At this point, but it changed my mind real quick.
1: I don't. I knew you'd love it for some reason.
0: Oh, oh yeah! Fuck yeah! Instant fan. Instant fan. Fuck, man. That's so damn satisfying. That fucking bass is so satisfying.
1: Solid motherfuckers. Hell yeah. Who the hell are these guys? I don't know who the hell they are. I don't know who they are either. It's your pick. (laughs) (laughs) You sent me the album, though. Did uh, this got. okay? so it wasn't on John's. How the fuck did. I don't know where you found it, but I'm glad because this is a great ass album. Some sort of anomaly where I ran across this. Episode. Oh, um, there's a band called Whores. Okay. Uh-huh. And they put out their top 10 and this was on there. Okay. And yeah, I like, you know, they're real sludgy. Okay. This is not sludgy. This is no, way no, no, no. punkier. This is no. Fucking- so, but yeah, the guys in Horse have good taste in music. So that's right. That's where I heard it. And then something about it. I'm like, this is right up Mike's alley. It
0: really is. because. Man, it starts off and it's like, oh, this is super, uh, like late hardcore punk era type vocals, and it's like, all right, I, I I've heard stuff like this, I, it's okay. And then as soon as that bass kicks in and those drums, oh fuck, it's like <laughs> it's like everything I love about noise rock all encompassed into one one song. This album is great, I love it.
1: Real, yeah. Again, I only listened to it the once, but I'm glad you picked it.
0: Yeah, I'm going back to these guys quite a bit. I, I, is this the only album? It might be. I'm now. not
1: sure. I'm gonna look that up. Yeah, I was like speech. in a whirlwind of uh, listening to albums and then sending some to Mike and yeah, we all covered as much as we possibly
0: could. Essentially, uh, this might be their only album.
1: Holy uh, fuck! It might be. So you know, support them. C- continue. Support the, yeah, the trend of brand new artists. Absolutely. All right, where are we. Next. Now we're on a big one. This oh. is August 30th. Tool. Fear inoculum. Probably should have fast forward. whatever.
0: <laughs> it's going to take about three hours to start
1: up. <laughs> the, best, the best thing I saw was a Hard Times article that says Tool's album sounds exactly the same. Played backwards oh, as that, it does forwards. That's pretty funny. Yeah. I would say that's pretty accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Should have fast.
0: Yeah, this is quite the intro. <laughs> <laughs> Let's
1: get some Maynard vocals and some... There we go. The Danny yeah. Carey drumming. <laughs> How long is this track? This track's 10 minutes long.
0: Oh, so it's a short one for a tool.
1: Oh, yeah. Short for this album. Y- yeah. I would say, yeah. <laughs> I thought it picked up way sooner. I should have known better. Yeah. Should I this jump? Give it sure. a give it a quick jump. bam. There we go.
0: You're not yeah. sexy as bass.
1: Just <laughs> your paint. Bu- well, I'll wait till it's done. So everyone, it's kind of your standard tool. Yeah, yeah. But your standard tool is fucking insane, still. All
0: right. I okay, th- yeah, yeah, I think uh, if, if we all, if you, I'm pretty sure everyone knows a, a little bit what Tool sounds like. Uh, that was very much Tool. So you're, you're a long time Tool fan. Yes. How did you feel about
1: this? It's not my Favorite. It took me a little while to get into. Um, I would say it's their most self-indulgent album. Why, because
0: of the 30 minute songs?
1: Yes. Uh-huh. Uh I think because um Rock Radio doesn't play anything heavy anymore. It's all your Mumford and Sons and your of Monsters and Men or whatever these bands are called. Um I think they this kind of viewed it as like we're fucking we're tool. We don't do anything by the book, really. Like, they're not in their music videos. Um, I Admire that very much. I think they're, like, in one, but they're not in their music videos. They're I think they're self-published and they sell out fucking arenas.
0: That's unheard of.
1: So, they don't do anything by the book, and I think knowing that no matter what they did it wouldn't be played on radio these days they just said fuck it every song is 10 minutes huh. um it's still it's still good like i said your standard tool song is still fucking bonkers um there is i think i appreciated it more after seeing some of these songs live like, there's that song Invincible around the seven minute mark. It sounds like a guitar solo, but it's a fucking bass solo. Very cool. Uh, there's a Chocolate Chip Trip, which oh, yeah. we've talked about this before, where it's basically a drum solo, but it's very listenable. Usually, drum solos are this, this cacophony of messes.
0: It's musical. It's got, I mean, it's not just drums either. It's got a lot of effects on there. It's got a lot of interesting. I don't even know what the hell they're using.
1: Oh, he has so much crazy fucking shit. And I don't know what's going on in his rig. But, um, you know, you like Tool or you don't, this album is not going to change your mind.
0: Yeah, because I, man, I wanted to listen to every Tool album and then listen to this one last. Mm. That is such a fucking, there's just, just too many things that I was trying to listen to. So I've only heard two, two Tool albums one that I really didn't like and one that I really did like so i'm I am the like I have no <laughs> dog in this fight at all yeah. so when I listen to it like I'm just listening to it as a guy who's listening to tool to uh who knows nothing about it and if I like it I like it if I don't I don't it's fine it's long as fuck which I don't i I, I listen to it there's another album on the at least one on this list of mine that goes further
1: we have a lot of like <clears throat> double this isn't officially a double album but it but, might as well be yeah, it's an
0: hour and a half long i mean yeah. it's fucking it's super long and I, I usually don't mind that uh it doesn't bore me uh there were a lot of riffs specifically in the opening track that i thought were just generic boring infuriating that I'm like this is nothing like this is annoying me and then in the same song do a bunch of the shit i was like this is fucking amazing this is amazing shit right here mm-hmm. so the whole way throughout that yeah, I, I don't love them. I wouldn't call them one of my favorite bands. Uh, this album is not uh, a fan maker. No, as it's someone not. who no, who's not, but I still think it's pretty solid.
1: Yeah, like I said, um, it's Tool. Yeah, Tim <laughs> the listen. Tool Man Taylor. <laughs>
0: That's a terrible growl, uh, terrible but I will, I will work push. on that for future episodes.
1: For yeah, if we ever reference, <laughs> you're goddamn right. We are again. Okay. Now we're going to do a drastic change of pace. Uh, this came out September 20th. This is Brittany Howard, Jamie. I love the song so much. Yeah, It's definitely going to be on the playlist. I
0: heard this uh, first time today. Oh, oh, those timpani drums. It's, it's very cool. V- didn't know what to expect going into this one a lot like uh, NSF said or whatever though very pleasant surprised
1: dude she alright I should wait I should wait I just want to get some of her vocals in but... yeah that's a good little
0: yeah very interesting very interesting i would say genre blending once again
1: um so yeah she is of the alabama shakes which i was real hesitant to listen to um because i just assumed they sounded like mumford and sons but they don't they're mm-hmm. they're great i think i just have this thing where if it's like a mainstream rock act i'm i'm real yeah it's easy to to. Yeah, yeah, but blown away by that. so the Alabama Shakes are good, and I was kind of hesitant to listen to this album because I'm like, hmm, can you can you capture the lightning twice for me? And I think I don't mean to any Alabama. I think this is better than the really? album they've done. Interesting. Like, um, I was like, why did you go solo? Why aren't these this Alabama Shake songs? And she sick she this kind of wanted to if you're in a band there's a dynamic and she just kind of wanted to express herself a hundred percent without stepping on anyone's toes so this album happened and yeah like that song i loved instantly and i was so scared the rest of the album couldn't keep i was like oh man there's no way she can keep it up but she does good ass album I fucking love it. That song, Georgia, there's kind of like a double entendre there because they had the like outline of gay marriage, I believe. And then it's about her being in love with a straight girl, but she doesn't know how to express herself properly. Mm-hmm. And her vocals are just so good. Her guitar playing is amazing.
0: Interesting ass voice, too.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, she's. I don't know if I called her another. She's another one of the queens of uh, 2019 uh, to me. But yeah, she's like if D'Angelo and Jack White had a baby and she came out fully formed.
0: Well, it's a full human being. It's just an adult.
1: And knows everything about music. It'd yeah. be, be Britney Howard. Um, the song 13th Century Metal is real interesting mm. it almost sounds like an sos signal i don't know if it's the guitar or the uh, um, piano on the track but playing piano on the track you got the great uh robert Glasspar, who is kind of um i would throw in the same vein as like thundercat and uh kamasi washington where mm. they're like we do jazz but it's like cool hip new different jazz futuristic jazz yeah futuristic jazz um yeah and then the the drumming i had to look up the drummer because the drumming on this album so fucking good is a man named nate smith he's i think he's kind of like a studio guy but man i like this album a lot
0: good ass album i only get to listen to it once uh but very much like a the anderson pack thing uh it did it's a style that I'm not familiar with. that I typically don't even bother with, but like, yep, this, this is enough to turn me around. This is a fucking creative. And even if it like every once in a while, there'll be like a, a you know, a, a riff that's not particularly <clears throat> like, I've, I feel like I've heard it somewhere. The, the way it's presented, mm-hmm. like just the, the actual production on the drums is so damn interesting. It's yep. almost distorted. I don't even know how how to describe it. It's a very interesting fucking sound. Uh, a lot of like bells and whistles, uh, to, for lack of a better term, uh, every if you just pay attention to the background, that's you'll you'll be engaged. There's so many things happening. Uh, I I it, think it's a uh, it's it mis, deceptively intelligent.
1: Yes, yes, it's a uh, to to me. This is like up there with the Carano Danger Mouse album in terms mm-hmm. of production, where everything is so clean and slick and not in like a manufactured way. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like, I feel like I can hear every, every little accent on every instrument.
0: Yeah. Very. uh, It's funny. Like this is the strangest and most nonsensical comparison, but the one artist that, that comes to mind that also does that perfectly that you never expect is ministry. (laughs) It's like, if you, if you put on a, what's the fucking, uh, uh, God damn! It's it's. They're like their most famous
1: album. It's one of the best. Is it Land of Milk and Honey?
0: Oh, that's Land of Rape and Honey. Uh, uh, the one? No, no, it's the one after that. Uh, fuck! I'm I'm looking it up now, but it's it's Ministry. It's industrial. It's loud, but you could hear every single instrument super clearly. It's mm-hmm. it it's it shouldn't be that. Like I don't even understand how one goes about doing that. Uh, so when I hear albums like like this one that
1: ah uh, delight. To delight, nice little pick. Where are we at? And so now, uh I don't know if I guess I'm a, I'm going to call what order because we got two albums that came out the same day, and uh this is another one I'm glad Mike picked because I this did not have time. This is came out October fourth. Danny Brown, you know what I'm saying. <sighs> already sexy as fuck that was a oddly smooth transition from britney howard yeah <laughs> strangely yeah. that's very cool okay
0: uh so just as a little uh continuation the ministry album i was talking about was uh, a mind is a terrible thing to taste uh just so I, could, I I tie all my loose ends. Uh, yes. This album, I had never listened to Danny Brown. Oh, really? <laughs> never. I, my experience with Danny Brown is him being the best guest on Your Mom's House with Tom Segura and Christina <laughs> <laughs> Honestly.
2: Yeah,
1: no, and no.
0: This album, you know what I'm saying, was named after the show, uh, or it was named from a recurring gag on that podcast, uh, where like, I think if I'm not fucking it up too much i think it's like a lot uh, of sports players the rate at which they say you know what i'm saying is like so <laughs> ridiculous that if you start counting them it's yeah. it just ra- it, so that's what i think that's where he got the inspiration for the, the album title um he's a big obviously a fan of uh, a friend of the show and i'm a huge fan of that of that so when you reminded me that this album came with this I like, oh i mean i guess now is as good a time as any as any to check yes. him out Wow, was i not expecting this to be so fucking musical <laughs> holy shit
1: i feel like we kind of went on opposite paths because i've listened to his previous albums a lot i love how weird his voice is although he's kind of turned it down on this album um and yeah again i just didn't give it enough love and i feel ashamed
0: there was a lot of things happening here where uh it's it's I don't know how to describe it other than musical I guess cuz like we're uh where Malibu Ken was had that that kind of uh, a <clears throat> and synth rocky Malibu uh what's it called a uh, fucking Holly Miami type of you okay. know stranger things opening kind of uh synthy stuff this it's just as musical but with way more like I can, there's no two songs that sound the same mm-hmm. uh I don't even know where to where to begin really
1: yeah Danny Brown is one of the sh- strangest most unique uh beautiful minds in hip-hop so um i mean are there other albums like this no 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 no. like it's <coughs> totally different from what mm. he's done mm. so like he's changing it up um interesting note when he was when he was real young uh g unit wanted to sign him mm. But they told him you can't wear tight pants. Oh. And really? he said no. So <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people called him stupid, but in the <laughs> long term It's the stupidest conversation I can even imagine. Right. Hey man,
0: your pants too tight, loosen them up, become on board with us. Sorry, man. Can't do it. <laughs>
1: he stayed true to himself and I think uh I think it's he's better for it because uh-huh. yeah, now it would be like, oh, he's that. G unit guy trying to be yeah. weird for
0: anybody who's a fan of uh, your mom's house podcast. Danny Brown kept him behind tight, and that makes perfect sense for the story and for people who listen to the show. But, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm gonna leave it at that. uh There's a lot of shit on here where it's like this wasn't like a consistent like all the way through. I loved it, but every time I w- I would find myself drifting. A next song would come out, i was like, what the fuck's happening there? It reminded me of. Uh, not to jump into too many spoilers, but track called Quest, some of the stuff they did later on. Right where it's like I mean, it's still technically hip hop, but it's just more interesting, more musical, like I keep saying.
1: And I, I wasn't expect I was not expecting it. I would say some early Danny Brown is more akin to Rico Nasty. Really?
0: Yeah. Real aggressive.
1: Yep. So yeah, I'm glad the dude is just doing what he wants, doing some different things and and he's a really likable funny dude i'm sure he is yeah Yeah, he seems like it so check this one out very nice very nice stuff and now uh doing it came out the same day same day but boy oh boy break out the tissues uh this is nick cave ghosting oh oh boy This kind of like tool where there's no good spot to come in. Yeah, it, yeah, it's all this. <laughs>
2: There was a song, a song yearned to be sung. It was a spinning song about the king of rock and roll.
0: So very similar to his last album, I think it was *The Skelet- Skeleton Tree*. I think. Um, very little form. The king was yeah. first a young very prince. Very drifty. Prince was
2: the best,
0: With kind of come and go. crashed onto a stage in Vegas. Abbey uh I'm gonna I'm gonna cut it off there because it is a lot of that it is heavy in terms of emotional
1: weight. So, so yeah, if you didn't pick this is like on my honor roll mentions, but I just didn't wanna bring it up. Yeah. Uh yeah, I did a lot of soul searching of where I would land on this album and mm-hmm. it kinda reminds me of when uh Deck release seed changes isn't the one everybody hated. No, it's the one everybody liked. Everyone like it's the same thing. This fucking flawless, perfect reviews all across the board. Real minimalistic, real sad. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, end of the day, like I love Nick Cave, but yeah, I don't know if it's an album I'd come back to a lot. And here's the
0: thing: this is my my least enjoyable. Like I enjoyed this the least out of all my picks because. It is hard to enjoy shit that is pure sadness. It's pure sadness, beginning to end it's long. it's a double album um and there is very little form to these songs it's uh this synth will come in and he'll do this little background synthy thing, and then he'll come in with these very prominent vocals with it it almost sounds rhythmless The mm-hmm. whole album sounds like he's just sort of speaking over over he's still singing, but it's more it's more like spoken word with some some music Mm -hmm. that's what the whole thing feels it's extremely minimal uh i do feel compelled to hear it again but it's very taxing on the soul
1: you know what i did and i'm glad i did i listened to it real loud and you know you think it's like a minimalistic sad album why do you need to listen to it loud it's because I want it to feel like I'm in the room with Nick cave yeah. and I'm real glad I listened to it at a, at a loud volume because that definitely helped sway me over to the more positive side.
0: Minimalist stuff. I do believe should be heard loud because <clears throat> even when you think there's nothing happening, there's still a lot happening and I, I understand it's not for everybody. And I, even for me, it's not, I'm not hundred percent on board with super minimal stuff, <clears throat> but, uh, this, like when I first popped this in, I keep saying pop this in. When I first put this, <laughs> this album on, I got through three songs before I was like, fuck, I'm sad, dude. I don't want to fucking do this. Like, I can't do this right now. And yeah. it's, it's not a type of thing like with uh, Lingua where uh, I start crying and I fucking like it moves me like, like, like on a whole other level. This is more, this has one mode of sadness. There's not a lot of uh, intricate musicality happening. It's just him. Mm-hmm it's just more his voice
1: than yeah, anything else. There aren't highs and lows. No. It stays in one gear the whole album.
0: It's like a um, it's like we're lingua ignota will be a uh, bipolar 2. This is like dysthymia for people who are familiar <laughs> with depression. Uh, it's a low grade consistent chronic type of type of depression. And it's still very good uh like the last album that he did I have I feel like I got to be in a very specific kind of mood to be able to sit through it because it's just Fuck, man. <laughs> it's, it's, and especially when you take into context, like what happened with his son a few years back. Oh, yeah. It's just, it's a, God damn. It's heartbreaking. I couldn't, I almost left it off the list because I enjoy listening to it the least. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't leave it off because it's something, his voice, he's one of my favorite singers, specifically because of the tone of his voice. There's like,
1: I mean, he's, he's definitely like one of my favorite, um, musicians and he's been around forever and he's done so m- much different yeah, type of music that you're kind of like
0: this is just where he's at now
1: yeah, yeah. or like yeah who am I to question what you're doing yeah. because you've been so amazingly consistent throughout your career like 10 years ago
0: or a little over 10 years uh, <coughs> did a dig Lazarus dig which was just rock hard rock
1: and he was doing uh, Grant, what's he doing Grind- Grinderman Grinderman at the same time
0: around yeah. the same time Uh and then you hear this, and it's whoa! It's the same dude, and it's just even if you don't love listening to this, because I understand if it's really fucking tough to to, to listen to this, uh, you got to respect him. And I, I, like I was saying about his voice, like I, I love technicality in, in people singing as much as anybody. It's, it's always impressive to hear someone who sings really well, but I care so much more about a certain someone's specific tone of voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> the cave does that for me. Uh, I think it was about saying uh, Kristen Hader from Lingua Ignota does that for me. Um, what's his name? I think it's Ray Collins from Frank Zappa's band, Melissa Invention. His voice does that for me. Like very specific types of voices. Just like, oh, okay, I'm going to relax for a little bit. And that's what does it for me. It's just his voice. And a few moments on the solemn, he do he goes super falsetto, which is not common with him because he's, he's, always a deep, had a yeah. yeah deeper rougher voice and it really reminds me of tom waits when he did, when he goes mm. all falsetto uh and i like tom waits and it's a, it's interesting i like it i like it i makes me sad uh it's going to be tough to sit through but uh, i think if you're in the right mood nick cave is a, it's hard to go wrong with
1: nick yeah cave, you if know. you're a musician or a music nerd it's uh it's worth listening to as you know someone one of the Craziest minds in music,
0: just make sure you're in a good emotional state before you do so,
1: or you know maybe you're nodding and you just want to work some shit out, do that too yeah all right, <clears throat> so um this next album came out October eleventh This is Blackwater, holy light veils of winter I'm gonna fast forward it a little bit for oh, you guys, so right. excuse me if you hear that. <clears throat>
0: A uh, little similar to Big Brave in terms of uh, heaviness with some uh some very pleasant female vocals.
1: Yep, more queens. Um I forget what album you were talking about. This is real fucking solid. Uh that's how I feel about this album. Doesn't reinvent the wheel, doesn't have to. Yeah. Um yeah, just a fucking what do we got? Five five ladies. Yeah. Writing real good, evil, hard rocking
0: already rock with some very very pretty pretty vocals
1: yes yes so I always
0: I, appreciate that combination
1: yeah I love the contradiction <laughs> of uh doom like the doom and the pretty stuff so um yeah I don't really have like a whole lot to say about the album I just <laughs> liked it enough to I want to play a song I want to talk about them right
0: yeah I, I liked it I only heard it once um <clears throat> the riffs didn't grab me as much the production didn't grab me as much. I found myself just enjoying the vocals for pretty much the majority of the album. Uh, it, it it was like tickling that itch instead of scratching it the way Big Brave did. Mm-hmm. It's like I want it to be heavier. I want louder. I want sludgier. Uh, but, but still good. Still good. Regardless, just didn't scratch enough of the itch for me.
1: Yeah, I think they're uh, they're one of those bands. I'm I'm investing in now. I think they got a a bright future. Is this the first album? I think so. Don't. Don't quote you. Again, we got this is like almost this like pure new blood. Yeah. I mean we yeah. got some legendary acts for sure. Yeah. a Couple. But I feel like our list is this pu- like fueled with the youth. It's so
0: many yeah, so many new artists. I man, the only how many new like three of these going in, I think.
1: Well, we got Nick Cave, we got Tool. Yeah. I think that's Yeah. <laughs> what more I, think that, that? I think that's it. <laughs> Now well,
0: at the end, I got there's one more.
1: Well, Danny Brown's not a uh a legacy act, he's more like a solid veteran. Yeah, yeah. So uh yeah. And then I got one more, my last pick. This came out October 18th. This is clipping, and the album is There Existed an addiction to blood. This is one of those songs where I don't know if I should have fast forward. Right.
0: <laughs> There's a lot of those on this episode.
2: By the Christians, it is written that in the Black age, in age, there exists an addiction to blood, 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 blood. Drink it up. Whoa.
1: No, this is, is like horror hip hop. To to yeah, yeah. Blood, blood,
0: they wanna call a bluff. Okay, then, time to come back. What up? Good. Hail King QE. Do it for fluid, you knew it was moving forever. Loop it, the truth is the movement was really too clever. Who is the newest to do it? Pursuing a useless, polluted agenda. Too long to get they bullshit together. 50 years bad enough. Good. Patient, gave him a two-year grace. Six-six came, then they saw the true face. Black on black on black guy had
2: them all running scared straight out the gate. Skin do show you who can that's it though. What's inside
1: never been right. too simple. It's a little brutal. All right, a little brutal. Yeah, um, clippings. Uh, this weird experimental hip hop feeding into the minimalist vibe. Some of them have, like the beats, or if you want to call them beats, um, like some of the noises he raps over is so fucking crazy. Like they had a previous album where they like recorded the most annoying innovated song ever, where he was this rapping over that standard alarm clock. Oh, really nice. And I'm like, Oh man, but they also are able to craft songs like that one. I just played for you where it kind of has some pop sensibilities to it. And I feel like I forget the dudes who make the music, but the rapper, uh, David Diggs, is like so underrated. He's also an actor. He's in like random things like um, Kimmy Schmidt.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was not expecting that.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like he always plays like a fun-loving dude Uh when you see him in movies. (laughs) Um, But yeah, Clippings is this this like industrial like brutal hip-hop and then much like we were talking about Aesop Rock, where he finds multiple lanes to rap in. I think that's what makes him so good. I think his um his uh willingness to rap over anything also
0: Yeah, that's uh, bold
1: <laughs> Yes, yes. Do I have anything else to say about clippings? Uh yeah, it's just kind of like a a moody dark horror soundtrack like Sometimes synths can be fun, but like uh clippings is like the the X-rated version of the Blade Club.
0: <laughs> I I love some murder synths, dude. I fucking love that that evil not evil, like it's not evil, it's just it's like actual slasher movie type. music
1: yeah yeah I guess this is more like the uh the cannibal holocaust of uh I dig that you're
0: saying all the right things to me right now I love all this shit
1: yeah they they have this song I keep referencing their older albums but they I think like if you liked what I played or you like kind of harsher hip-hop um or you kind of like your metal and your hip-hop mixed up not in a new metal way but in an interesting way that doesn't sound like garbage (laughs) Um, Please like check out this group because they're so interesting and weird. But yeah, they have this song body and blood where I think they're this where he's just rapping over like the sound of a of a fucking drill and it works. God damn. Yeah. So I think clippings is, you know, one of the most interesting, weirdest acts in hip hop, and I don't think they get enough love. So that's why I wanted to.
0: Very nice. Very nice.
1: Alright, we got one more, I to believe. Close Let's close it off out the show. This is uh my final pick.
0: And uh what's what's the date of this came? What is it? October twenty-fifth. This is Swans Leaving Meaning. Once again a band that takes eight minutes for an intro. This is a two minute intro. I I don't know what it is, but it's I mean it's just the first track. If you're familiar at all with Swans, you know how hard it is to pick an opening song.
1: <laughs> I would have gone, uh, Hanging Man. God damn, you right. <laughs> oh, fuck. I guess this it's is not all too ambient. late. Get it in when it's Get still it white in. noise. <laughs> you're right. No, you're fucking right. <laughs> As Mike frantically.
0: I'm frantically. Where? Here we go.
1: This is a better.
0: Yes, there we go. Why did I, I'm an idiot. Yeah, this is this. Is, okay, I'm gonna shut up. Fuck man, I love that that
2: fucking snare man. That's a
1: great song. Yeah. Another bad. I could this slow headbang too all day. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, for not familiar with Swans, well, they're extremely repetitive, but that's not that's not why they're great. Uh, Although it is kind of why they're great.
1: I think it's why they're great. Oh, uh, and that voice. Yep.
0: Okay. So that goes on for about seven and a half hours, and it's fucking <laughs> glorious. I was not expecting a new Swans album to come out this year. I thought they were done. <laughs> I was informed a while back that it was uh, after... I think it was uh, The Glowing Man. They said, okay, we're going to do one more live album, and then then we're done. No, no. It was after To Be Kind. It was like, we're going to do a live album, and then one more, and then we're done. Mm-hmm. And then this came out after all that. And I'm like, oh, so you're not done? I'm, gl- <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. But it came out of nowhere. Uh, love it. It's... it's if you... Anybody who doesn't know Swans, they like long, long, long albums with 30-minute songs. Not even exaggerating. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, This is more of that. Um, So, I've got another confession to make. Okay. I only listened to disc one. (laughs) Alex, damn it! I liked a lot of what I heard, though. I'm definitely... It's it's long, okay? It's going to be it's, in hindsight in retrospect this would probably be on my list.
0: It's real good. So okay. Uh since Swans reformed in, you know, 2009, 2010 area, I believe, uh they've had this incredible lineup. This it's I don't know who the fucking guys. All I know is that Norman Westerberg, who's original guitarist back when they were insane, he was back and they were doing this crazy like my my favorite Swans album, I think, is uh, "My Father Will Guide Me Up a Rope to in the Sky." Or however, I don't remember. It's a long ass title. It yeah. Came out 2010, I believe.
1: That's a great album. It's so good. With this, it's... The Seer, huh? With the Seer, yeah, I
0: don't know the Seer. Yeah, the Seer is when they. No, came out I kind of
1: feel like it's like a, a a sequel or a trilogy of albums. With this.
0: yeah, so uh then they came out with the Seer, and I think 2012. And all of a sudden, that was two fucking hours long.
1: Hell yeah! I like was.
0: the one before that was like forty minutes, and all of a sudden, oh shit, we're at two hours, and it was fucking flawless. It, like amazing. Like I don't, I don't even know how to describe. Like yeah, there's a couple tracks that are literally thirty minutes, but they're good tracks.
1: I kind of got into Swans backwards. Like somehow I heard like their newer stuff, It and-
0: somehow surpassed what they did before. And I was a fan of them. I've been a fan of Swans since I was thirteen, and I started with filth and cop and like all the brutal the, yeah, early the
1: classics
0: yeah and it's not good music I would not <laughs> advise anyone to listen to early swans but like as a, like an experiment I think you should
1: like I don't know if it shows up on camera I got the swans poster and it's so misleading like dude uh it's, the it's the old, like naked lady in the wilderness and that beautiful is a poster it's not what swans is about so it was for a minute
0: like in the 90s and stuff. Yeah. <coughs> they they were real, real pretty, real melodic. They had albums like The Burning World and uh, White Light in the Mouth of Infinity, I think. Um, but little by little, they started drifting back into the darkness. And then when they reformed with this, this lineup, um, it's different in this album, but uh, they were doing these massive albums with these all kinds of crazy ambience. Within one song, there was like... 10 minutes of just ambience and all of a sudden it kicks in with this crazy fucking tight ass riff with this unbelievable percussion section. Uh, <clears throat> and little by little, I would like love less and less of the full album. So to be kind had like a handful of just their best songs ever. And then the stuff in between, I didn't care for mm-hmm. the same thing with, with the glowing man. Like I didn't care for a lot of it, but I still appreciate it. And this album takes me back to the seer. Uh, I love this album. Real fucking good. Uh, it's only an hour and a half. They shorten it to an hour <laughs> and a half. If you like swans, you'll love this. Yes, but this. what to say to someone who's not listened to swans? What? <laughs> fuck, fuck, man. Uh, it's repetitive. It's real repetitive. It builds upon one riff. They usually start with one riff and then they throw in a thing on top of it. And they throw a thing on top of it. And the riff never changes. It never. Never, they never add to the riff never take away from the riff just more instruments happen and then his michael gira or gira is it gira or gira i
1: think it's gira
0: his voice is so damn low and powerful yep uh i don't even know
1: i don't really for it's 20, so specific really for 2020 i just want a swan's tour with big brave opening up that would be perfect that would change my life you know what a little a uh,
0: little fun fact I think I'm pretty sure Swans was the first band that ever made me cry at a live performance. Oh, really? And it was not for a song you'd expect. It was for the song coward. (laughs) (laughs) If you haven't heard the song coward, uh, well, it's not, it's one of the early Swans tracks where it's just noise. Yeah. And that one got me. It got me because (laughs) I wasn't expecting them to play something from my childhood. And I was like, Mm -hmm. Oh my fucking God, this is like, Oh shit. It's so real and powerful. Uh, I don't think no no one, Westerberg, is on this album or playing with them anymore i don't even know what the lineup is or how much it's changed since the last album but it's real good it's real long uh but if you like swans that's not a problem
1: yep real fucking solid michael Guerra. a lot of similarities to nick cave really
0: i mean in terms of the vocal quality yeah
1: and like where they've been as a band and what they've done musically absolutely because I I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't mean like. Oh, they sound the same. I just kind of meant on the the, the, uh, trajectory. Um, Yeah,
0: yeah. Because you look at like Nick Cave with the birthday birthday party and you know the early eighties, and you look at Swans in the early eighties. Like, yeah, they're both completely out of control, completely (laughs) insane. I will say the birthday party is is a lot more pleasant to listen to as music. (laughs) Swans, I would listen to Swans in middle school whenever I was upset. And it's like the worst music to listen to when you're upset because it is so, there is no light on those records. Like, uh, I think it's uh Body to Body, Job to Job. It's a compilation of a lot of their early, early stuff. Some live stuff is in there too. There is no, there is no relenting on that album. It's awful. It's so good though. Like, yeah. If you want to hear early Swans, listen to that one. But also, Late Swans, I think is where most people should start.
1: Oddly yeah. enough. I mean, well, if he doesn't record, we could probably do a couple episodes about Swans. Dude, so. each
0: of their eras is a completely different band. Yeah. Completely different. It's, it's so crazy. Good fucking band. That would have been a strong contender for album of the year for me if it were not for the greatest album ever recorded. <laughs> that also happened to be recorded this year. But uh, that's our picks for best albums of 2019. That is a very, it's a change up for us. Uh I did and did enjoy it though. It's nice to remember what it's like to be in the real world with it, real music in real time.
1: Yes, talk about new things. Uh lots of variety. Oh yeah, all over the place. Oh, I will fight anyone if they think our choices were uh we might have to. People don't like us. <laughs> <laughs> uh uh
0: so now We will move on to the man. How long has this episode been going on? A fucking long time. You tell me. We are, it's a long one, folks. Uh, Last little segment. I don't even know if it's it's the right word to use. Who gives a shit? Moments from the actual podcast from 2019. We started this podcast, first episode released in August. We are at the new year. We've been at this a while. That's something, it's not that long, but given what we've done. Once a week, it's a lot. and all the fucking music we listened to. So there's got to be some standouts. And by standouts I mean biggest pleasant surprise or biggest pleasant surprise is and then worst of the worst, worst fucking album that we had to sit through or worst albums that we've had to sit through. Do you have
1: thoughts? Okay, I'm going to start off with the worst cuz that's the type of person <laughs> I am. All right. Um I think There's been a lot of bad things. I think the hardest thing for me to listen to was Misfits Devil's Reign. Wow. Really? Because at that point, we'd been doing the podcast for a while, and I think that was the first time, not that I don't enjoy doing it, but that was the first time where I was like, this is a fucking chore. (laughs) Yeah, it's work. Um. As far as albums, I fucking like hated. Uh, Obviously, that Moody Blues Christmas album. (laughs) 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 Fucking that that did suck pretty bad. Oh shit, that did suck (laughs) pretty bad. Oh man, that was the (laughs) shits. And then, um, and
0: remember uh, long (laughs) ago.
1: And then, yeah, this is the entire Simon and Garfunkel episode. Really. but I had some fun at the expense of oh. of Simon Garfunkel. Yeah. So that was like I felt like I cre got creative with my hatred for that. But yeah. yeah, Devil's Rain and uh Moody Blues were just like the worst. Fucking gonna murder someone. Um, I guess the biggest surprise for me was liking a handful of Beefheart albums. Really? yeah interesting that's like like it's almost blasphemy to my ears yeah like i wasn't big on the dude and then i think there are i think he's got a few albums i would like buy really so man i so i think that was my biggest surprise everything else kind of went as or i guess x x is jesus that was a nice Uh uh-huh Nice surprise. That was surprising. Wasn't expecting that to be a good album. Neither was I. Good album. Like I said before, had all the makings of a terrible album Uh and it's fucking good. Interesting. Aside
0: from the the beef heart shape, which I'll kill you for because I love beef heart. (laughs) Uh man. So for both of these though, the worst and then the pleasant surprise, uh uh, there's there's always for each of them I have one that on paper, this is this was the worst. Or this was the best. And then there's
1: oh, also the oh, one in oh, my heart. Oh, real quick, because it's uh-huh. going to piss you off. Also, another nice surprise. I can't believe I forgot it. ELO's time. I was <laughs> episode one callback all oh. the way in the beginning. That was the very first pleasant surprise because um, you see people don't like that album. And I was this kind of charmed by it. Yeah, that I recently purchased
0: you. Yeah, you sent me the photo of you purchasing it. And I thought, oh, yeah, I'm going to murder you next time I see you. How dare you? Yeah, that is a that was the first time Alex and I almost killed each other on a podcast. That was literally episode (laughs) one. Uh, So I had the ones where they're on paper, they're the worst of the best. And then there's ones in my heart that I felt these are the ones that actually move me or Mm. actually made me feel this way for the worst on paper by by far the worst is Mardi Gras by
1: Credence. It's real bad.
0: Because it took one of the greatest bands of all time and gave us not just their worst album, but an album worthy of being one of the worst of all time. And it's not even bad for a band that's good. It's bad for a horrible band. If a horrible band put this album out, it would be their worst album. It's not bad.
1: I forgot it, but yeah, it's um, Mardi Gras and Squeeze.
0: Squeeze by Velvet Underground. Yeah, pretty bad.
1: Perplexing I, albums.
0: I would put Mardi Gras worse because it's, uh, I mentioned this on the episode, that's episode four, Credence, by the way. Uh, very few albums where it sucks immediately when you, when you hit play. <laughs> it's so, it's so rare that an album sucks from the opening seconds. It It's... It's it's way more rare than you would ever think. Like mm-hmm. usually, you gotta wait until the song starts <laughs> before you know this one sucks so bad that it, it upset me the moment I hit play.
1: That's how I felt <laughs> about Moody Blues. <laughs> it's pretty bad.
0: And the one in my heart that I feel is the actual actual worst of the worst. That I, went I keep thinking about it and I keep going back to it, like, no, in my heart, this is the worst. Misfits, Project 1950. Oh yeah, we both got the Misfits, Misfits. as the worst. Yeah, that album. It checks every box for something that I would hate.
1: And it's a waste of talent.
0: It's a waste of it's a waste of a of a of a good lineup. It's playing old rock and roll songs that I already don't like. It is a punk band past their prime. <laughs> it is uh it's got the worst it's covers. album yeah. art. It's covers. It's a covers album that do nothing with the covers. It's everything I hate about music <laughs> all in one. I fucking hate and man, I still remember where I was when I was listening to it. I was at a coffee shop and I was like Sitting, I wasn't even working on anything because I couldn't focus. I just kept looking at my phone to see how much time was left. I, it was that bad. Oh, God. <clears throat> but for the the pleasant surprises, on paper, one that I still think about, I was like, this is ideally the, the most pleasant surprise. The, the best thing that I could have gotten was Beefheart. Uh, Bat Chain Puller. Okay. Bat Chain Puller is a posthumous release. It was uh, meant to be released. Um, so the album that got released was Shiny Beast and then parentheses, Batchain Polar. But that was because of a whole bunch of legality bullshit. The original the original album was Batchain Polar, but it got held because of all kinds of legal issues and it wasn't actually released in its original form until after Captain Beefheart died. And that I hadn't heard it until this podcast. I've been a, a Beefheart fan since I was 11. <clears throat> I put Batchain puller, uh as his best album, which I was not expecting because uh I pre- I was convinced I had heard all the good that Beefheart had to offer, and then this this album that I would would have never listened to otherwise, all of a sudden has everything that he was good at all condensed into one album. It wasn't released until after he d- he died. Uh, I think it's his best, very interesting, super quirky, super strange the way he does, but also extremely musical and really tight. There wasn't any falling apart, where it sounds like they're falling apart like like a lot of uh you know Chotman's replica era Beefheart was known for very tight very very underrated but in my heart in my heart as the the most pleasant surprise shockingly enough the great southern trend killed by pantera really oh yeah it- i was expecting to not like the album uh and i just keep thinking about it <laughs> and it wasn't like my best or personal favorite it it was just an album that i never gave a chance i always assumed it was one of their weaker ones uh i've been listening to pantera for many years never gave it a shot and I still think like, no, that was, that's like really everything they're good at on there. It's really, I still think they have better albums, but man, that's, that's, it's that's real, fucking
1: solid. Yeah. It's real angry. Like I said, during the podcast, uh, if you make a choice to bring Seth Putman of anal cunt on your album, <laughs> it's going to be fucking intense,
0: but they have the most melodic quieter shit they've ever oh, done. yeah, they help. got
1: like the, flood, they got flood and suicide note part, part one. one.
0: It's, and it's gorgeous. It's fucking gorgeous. And it, it, I think they were really good at that stuff and they never did it again really, uh, which is a shame. But I still think about that. Yeah. Those, are, those are, we, we get uh, we get we get a lot of this podcast sometimes.
1: I guess because you didn't have a point of reference, uh I thought I was like, Oh, he's gonna pick the later era run DMC albums.
0: I thought about that.
1: Because no one likes those. Like I don't the know guy. why no one
0: likes them. <laughs> They're great albums, especially Down with the King." It's fucking awesome. Okay, so the reason why I didn't I didn't put them is because uh, I wasn't expecting them to be horrible. Okay, I went in because I went
1: to so run. It's not a surprise. Yeah,
0: well, yeah, I went to run DMC dry or cold right. or whatever. Right. term you want to use. Yeah, I had no idea. I was expecting you to say, okay, eventually they went to the 90s, and I don't know if there's good or bad. I don't know if the early stuff was good or bad. I liked all of it. I really enjoyed Down (laughs) with the King a lot. I have, man.
1: That's your ELO time.
0: It is. It is, because it pissed you off quite a bit. I was Ah. so confused. I thought it was pretty rad. Oh, shit, man. What a year it's been.
1: And then this kind of a wild wild fact. Oh, no, no, no we sorry i'm all messed up because like i said i won't say it uh yeah because we were that's it that's a good note to end up.
0: Oh, okay oh yeah you're probably taking into account the ones we recorded yeah, uh, that yeah. are releasing
1: after this my brain's a mess right now
0: i mean the, it is disorienting because we we do like a full month in advance and this one is actually on time so yeah we're we're traveling back in time a little bit but i guess recap uh and it's not much of a recap it's just our album of the year essentially
1: the album was- Albums of the Year. Baroness Golden Gray for me.
0: And uh goes without saying. Caligula by Lingua ignora for me. Uh please do which one do of these favorite?
1: Which one of these
0: uh, three? I can't I can't pick a closing song for her. I have to put her fucking whole album on. Like I can't. <laughs> I think you should close it out with a baroness. Because I, I implore everyone listening. Implore
1: damn because
0: it'll be on the fucking it'll be on the playlist no excuse listen to the whole thing make sure no one's looking at you because you might break down crying uh as you should because it's worth it uh but baroness great fucking album man
1: i'll do because it's really the only. oh man Okay, no. Okay, so I'm going to do tourniquet. You were talking about it earlier. There were a couple others I want to throw on, but this feels appropriate.
0: Thank you for listening, everybody. See ya! (laughs)